Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? Everyone just heard that song, <laughs> except us. So that's no, great. we'll just. Uh, I wish we'll I, I wish take, I had a take little... out the intro and we'll do mine instead. That honestly, I'm just great. kidding. No, I would we'll love to do that. No, I'll totally do that. <laughs> and it does. It sounds like he's saying uh, some devil coming inside. There's of you. some devil coming inside of you. That's not it at all. That's not what he said. <laughs> I don't even remember. Honestly, I'm, I'm not even going to explain it. It's so funny though. <laughs> I'd rather people just not know and think think. <laughs> yeah, we did this at O'Sullivan's two years ago, you said? Yeah. That yeah, well, hasn't been two years, has it? It has to have been two years ago. Oh, yeah, because I guess a year ago, I couldn't even sit down that long. Whoa. Because of my long. back. How's your back doing? You know, I got it. Thank you for asking. Uh, I got a uh, corticosteroid shot. And, um, Is it helping? Yeah. Cool. It's been about, I want to say, a, almost a month. And I feel good. I'm still like in pain pretty mm. often and I, there's still certain things that I can't quite do and I'm still limited in a lot of ways, but it's like a third better, which is huge for me. Third is really good. Yeah. Mm. It, like definitely I can do a lot more. I can, I'm not in a bad mood all the time, mm. um, which I might've been in a bad mood all the time before I hurt my back, but this time it was like for a good reason. Right. <laughs> so I just like always grouchy, like. Um, when, uh, the fat jam, I had to, mm. I had to leave early. My back was killing me and it was right after, it was literally like two days after my shot. Oh shit. And I was like, fuck, I, I don't think it's taking cause I'm in too much pain, but it wasn't even, it was, it was from the, how sore it was. Mm. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like I, I saw you, I saw you and Jake and then. I didn't see you the rest of the yeah. time. And I showed up late and I'm like, oh, there's yeah. Dallas. And then you, I just didn't see you the rest of the yeah, day. Yeah, I, I had to go. I was, I was miserable. Mm. I was having a good time and I definitely felt like, it was cool to see all the kids rip. Yeah. And like young kids. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Fucking, this, it, I'm, I've never felt like the old person or like the too old to be doing this anymore type of crew. But yeah. I did that time. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's very And strange. that was like, I, I really... You know, um, like Sundays we go bowling and stuff. And then I knew that we we're showing up a little bit late, but just seeing everybody that was there when we, even when we showed up, it's like, everybody is, as soon as I parked, I'm like, everybody's ripping right now. That's Every, fun. everybody that's, that's here is like really ripping. Yeah. And I was so stoked to be there. Yeah. As always, because like every, every time that all those guys put something on, it's, you know, they're going to deliver and it's going to be rad. They do, and it's so much fun, and it, it's just fun to like be a part of something. I can't fucking wait for the Napomo skate park to open mm -hmm. and see what happens there. Mm -hmm. I, dude, I grew up in Napomo. I started skateboarding there. All my like best friends, and the reason I know anyone in this circle is because of skateboarding in Napomo mm -hmm. and the wreck. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna shed fucking tears That's when I roll soon. on that for the first time. It's gonna be soon, like probably in the next couple of weeks or something, right? Dude, like. I'm, yeah, I'm, I literally like have a bit of anxiety about it because like there's a part of me that's like really like defensive because it's like very territorial, even though I haven't lived in a Pomo in right. most of my life now. Mm -hmm. But that's like where I grew up. 
it's my formative years. All my childhood like memories, friends are from there. Well, if anything, it's something that we've desperately needed. I don't even live in Napoma, but like something in the area that we have desperately needed. Yeah. Like, and just seeing, you know, uh, photos of like Jacob, like skating it, and yeah. just like people that have worked on the park, like skating on it. It just looks like, oh, this is exactly what we've all needed. Yeah, California skate park's doing it. It's really fucking cool too. I uh, got to work with a couple of those dudes. Cool. Um, I think Kent and Russell had something to do with it, right? Like that's. I, that's, I wouldn't be surprised if he. Yeah. I, I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I haven't heard that name in a little bit. Yeah, I think so he, I think he's loop. like a California skate parks dude, and that I think he has sense. something to do, with, which is rad. Like, is he on creature, huh? Kent and Russell, creature. Am Was I he? mistaken, or is it? Uh, he was an Osiris dude. Like, NHS. An o- Why is Kent and Russell? I'm thinking of. Uh, I know the name Kent and Russell, but mm-hmm. Osi- Osiris. Osiris, the storm. Okay, I was going to say the storm. Yeah, is, yeah. It, is it? Is that? Is that far back? Yeah, that okay. far back. That's right before I started skateboarding. I, I started skateboarding in 2004. <laughs> started in 2004. I forget. 20, I, I'm, oh, I'm, my God. I'm, I'm dating myself, man. years ago, I'm going to die. Oh, Holy dude. shit. I'm dating myself, man. I forget that I'm a little bit older than you, man. How old are you? I'll be 36 here in May. Oh, wow. I'll be 36. Nice. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm... Uh, Mentally, I think I'm still 12, but my body's feeling about 70 or so. Yeah, why? What's going on? With your body? Uh, I mean, I'm a I'm a full time driver at UPS, so yeah. that's sitting that's down, getting sitting up. down, and then all the heavy lifting with all the packages that we got to get in and out of the truck and stuff. It's what do you do to like increase your resistance towards it? So um, I've I've had like back issues and stuff in the past, and Kind of in the past couple of months, I have addressed it by seeing a certified personal trainer, Matt Lovato, shout out, love that dude. Um, He got me on this program. Like I'd be able to skate for like, ever since I took on this position, um, I'd be able to skate for like half an hour. And then like, it feels like I'd have like some pinched nerves in my back and I wouldn't be able, I'd skate for like half an hour. It's like my back just went out. I can't. If I'm going to be going to work tomorrow, I can't. I can't skate anymore. Yeah, yeah, because skateboarding's not paying the bills, unfortunately. No, unfortunately, it, it never has. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it never has. But um, but if I want to be able to enjoy skateboarding, I need to address this. And so he's got me on this program um, that I'd be able to, you know, do these exercises to strengthen up my back and, um, you know, like stretching. I, I I think I always did pretty good with stretching, but just like extra to be able to keep all the muscles around it strong. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I'd be able to, you know, go through the work week and then skate on the weekends. And at, and at the fat jam, I, I skated for like three hours that day and no, no back pain or anything. And uh, so that made start, me start so to happy. rip. I was stoked. I, I was, was like, I was, well, I probably, I, I had a couple of beers <laughs> <laughs> like after, after bowling. And I was like, just really feeling, just picking up all the energy of just like everybody oh, skating yeah. and seeing all my friends and just like, you know, the program that my buddies got me on and stuff. I was like, yeah, let's, Let's so skate jealous. and feel good. And I was, I was feeling really good about that day. It was, it was cool. It was really cool. But then I've just been sick for the past couple of weeks. I haven't been in the gym for like three weeks now. So I'm yeah, back to square really one. And, yeah. yeah. So Tuesday, yeah. back in the gym, back on my shit. Why not Monday? Because uh, I got to work earlier on Mondays. That means I have to be at the gym at like five, which I don't really want to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't, especially if you're recovering. Don't, I wouldn't go too early either. No. No, no, no. Yeah, take it, t- take it easy. Yep, take it easy, but take it seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, th- I think some people kind of like go, "Oh, I'm just gonna take it easy," and then they 
like that's their new normal is just taking it easy. Yeah. And it, uh, I, I get slipped into this fucking pit all the time where mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, I'm just going to not do that right now. Like I haven't been lifting these fucking kettlebells, mm-hmm. um, for like the past couple of weeks. And it was a mistake. So today I absolutely like did a little warm up and just like try to activate my body and stuff. And it's important. It, yeah. Super. Um, and I think that lifting weights is like, if I could only do one exercise ever, like anything physical, it would be weightlifting. Mm. I think it's so vital. Anything in particular that you fancy more than others with weightlifting or, uh, just like the way it increases your strength, bone density, and, uh, just people who lift weights live longer, live stronger Mm -hmm. and are overall, healthier and better and people who want to burn fat quicker you burn you burn it by lifting weights it's yep. great yeah it's true i want to shake some of my like friends who are like trying to lose weight and they're just like on treadmills and i'm like you're gonna be skinny fat you're not gonna feel great and you're gonna be down on yourself when there's literally just a piece of metal that you can just <gasps> pick up and it will do wonders for you yeah that's yeah that's true um is there something that you like resistance wise do you you prefer the kettlebells more than um just like free like uh, like like some dumbbells yeah or? i mean i prefer the kettlebells because i just have a more dynamic uh functional strength mm. and i got sucked into the pavel tatsulini um kettlebell training and a lot of like it was really big uh like six or seven years ago um, Joe Rogan's never set up about the kettlebell. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I have to get one of these. What the fuck is a kettlebell? And, yeah. and I still have these two to this day and they just absolutely like changed, uh, my like physicality mm-hmm. made me more comfortable and, and strong, like in a complete way. Yeah. Whereas like a dumbbell, that'd be great for like bodybuilding. Yeah. And you can still get like value out of it that you would with a kettlebell. Mm-hmm. It's just the the functional training that's written up about uh, kettlebells is so much more accessible and just makes more sense. I think that being able, you can do so many different, like you said, dynamic, like, um, like movements with kettlebells as opposed to just like free weights and, and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you can get like on a bench and do like dumbbell press. Well, and, with and with, stuff that, like with that, that being said, I think barbells are king. Oh yeah. I think deadlift is king of weightlifting exercise. I think that the Olympic lift, deadlift, squat, and bench are just so um, invaluable. Yeah. Like, they are king for people. That's my, like, top tier for mm-hmm. shit. And I, I never I never used to fuck with, with just, like, uh, lifting weights or anything. That, that was never my deal. I didn't, as I didn't a like kid. those fucking meatheads. I didn't like <clears throat> being in the gym in high school and all these douchebags were like lift. Like these kids were douches mm-hmm. and I didn't relate to them. I wanted to go skate. I wasn't yeah. going to go pick up and waste with them. Yeah, Even though same. I was a fucking, my, I've, my head's always been this big. So I was a big <laughs> fucking kid and I could have just <laughs> li- lifted like crazy. And then I ended up actually joining a little powerlifting team mm-hmm. and, like winning stuff. And I was like, mm, Brad, that would have been cool to start that sooner. Yeah. Yeah. And you never, you never, you never know until like you get into it. Like when I, when I first got hired at UPS, it was like nine years ago. And 
I was like the heaviest I have ever been. 188 for me is like pretty heavy. I was like, I had like long hair. I had, (laughs) you know, I just had like this like weird goatee thing. Like I was just like a heavy metal looking like Filipino dude. (laughs) But then I got hired at UPS. I was, I mean, I was a bartender and I worked at, um, I worked at a hotel and then I got hired at UPS and I got stuck into like loading a trailer and I lost like 20 pounds, like in the first like three months that I, that I started working there. Nice. Just yeah, just from just the physical labor of, of the job. Evaporated. And then I, I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to get in like really good shape. And so like I started going to the gym and I started like throwing up weights and I'm like, oh, that's what I've been missing out on. Like, why wasn't <laughs> I doing this however many years ago? And it's probably because of all the douchebags in high school. And I'm just like, oh, these guys are lame. Yeah. You know? I don't want to fucking lift these guys. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah, but now just like getting into my thirties, it's like, it's so functional. If I, if I want to be able to skate, if I want to be able to like play drums or if I want to, uh, you know, just like live life how I want to, I think it's just like so functional of you, you have to be throwing weights around. It's, if you don't, if you don't like it, it's like, you're not going to enjoy yourself as much as you'd like to, you know? Like, and like, that's the key is like, I want to be able to enjoy myself in all the things I like to do. Yeah. So if there is something I need to be doing responsible, responsibility wise, like tell me, mm-hmm. show me the way yep. I will listen. I am very I procrastinate and very stubborn but I know that I only got like one trip yep. through the galaxy here I gotta fucking make it you know make it count make it count make it count make it count um and I think the last time that um we did our first episode I was maybe a couple of months into my ACL reconstruction yeah surgery. Were. And, you know, like I, every, everything's feeling really good with that. Um, like Literally I've always really, I've always really liked physical therapy ever since my very first, um, ankle sprint, like really bad ankle sprain. I've been going to the same physical therapist, Doug Sims, who is my absolute hero. Like I love that dude, um, from Sims physical therapy. And he was my, he's been my therapist for every injury I've ever, I've ever had. And when I had my ACL reconstruction surgery, he's like, yeah, we'll get you back skating. It's like, I've heard that so many times. I'm like, that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And, <laughs> and now, you know, like I, I put in the work and that's why like people that have these surgeries, it's like, they always get re-injured because they don't put in the, they Therapy. don't put in, they don't they put don't in the work. Recovery. Yeah. It's yeah. like, they just like, oh, the passage of time, it's not just going to be like you're healed. It's like, you got to put in the work to be that's able to. That's probably why my back got so severe. Mm-hmm. is is uh skipping over and ignoring signs yeah. for so long and then finally i found out i had four herniated discs oh, four dude four. oh man that's that's a lot man like in a row it's like oh that's a lot dude it's a lot like they're just shooting pain down my leg right Yeesh. now and it, i've just live learned to live with it so so sims they said they were going to get you back skateboarding. You heard yes. that before. Um, and so while I was, uh, cause you know, I was working before I got hurt. I got, a, I went to, or I was, I was working part-time at UPS and I was just like, not really knowing what I was really doing. You know, it's like, I don't want to be a driver. I don't want to, you know, like commit to doing all this. I like, I like to be able to have the freedom to be able to go on these skate trips. And I was actively playing in a band that was touring and, you know, just like surfing all the time yeah. and all this shit. Hell yeah. Um, and then I got hurt and it's like, shit, like I, I got to put in the work. I love physical therapy. So like I, I probably missed one appointment because I went camping with my dad one weekend, but that yeah. was like one weekend out of 
however long it, like the six months of therapy that it takes to be able to like go on the track of being able to recover. Um, but one of the, and I used to work for him before, but one of my last appointments, I'm like, Hey, do you guys need any help over here? Cause I used to work for him before. And, uh, he's like, yeah, when do you want to start? And, uh, I'm like, I'll be able to work in two months. He's like, let me know closer, um, to when you're able to work. And as soon as I was cleared to work at UPS, I was back working in the physical therapy office. And so like just learning and being surrounded in that industry was just like so cool just to be able to, you know, like help people get back on their journey to, yeah, you know, I mean, do what, everyday things or athletes or people that are just like not, uh, you know, uh, able to do life and just being able to like have like a more um, comfortable living situation you know just to be Seriously, able to get, just to exist yeah just, just, just to exist just to literally exist. like i i just wanted to do normal everyday stuff mm-hmm. and i couldn't i can't um i think back pain is the second worst pain behind not being able to do what you love yeah and Fuck, it's literally it's, everything it's tough dude back pain is hurt. it's it's tough dude and i've never i i have some bulging disc not herniated yet but like some bulging discs that i've had to go to physical therapy for multiple times in the past and um dude that's like back pain is no joke it's just like trying to stay stay on top of it to be able to this is what everyone told me forever and i was like whatever like i get back pain you know get over it and then like oh my god i have back pain i want to die like not suicidal but like if i died i would there was like a positive At least there's no pain there was a positive outlook of yeah. like oh thank god i wouldn't feel this anymore yeah. there was a whole lot of like please just fucking anything like i just wanted to be punched in the face and your industry too dude it's like dude like your trade is it's not easy work like you do hard work not everybody has to do hard work like you do <laughs> i don't even Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Thank you for saying that. Very yeah. validating. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. I'm absolutely trying because all I want to do is get back to skateboarding and mm-hmm. jujitsu. And um, so you haven't you haven't done any jujitsu, no no skateboarding in how long now? Um, it'll be eleven months oh, in April. That's a long time, man. Yeah, I, I was going to see if you wanted to roll around the park after this, but I'm oh, I, I I would absolutely entertain that. All just right, to see yeah. what it feels like. Cool. Um, just because I, I even changed my trucks today. Nice. Just because I was like, yeah, I got to, you know, freshen these things up. Yeah. I was getting Destructos and I was like, mm. Ooh. yeah. <laughs> little, <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you got right now? The Crux. Oh, okay. Back to these Crux I had. So The um, blue ones? Huh? Are they the blue ones? They're the blue ones. Oh, How'd yeah. you know? I remember those. You yeah. remember those? That's yeah, hilarious. Course, right? With the white foundation board and everything, what the man. What fuck? I, I was just going to talk I'm about this. I'm telling you, dude. What I remember the these things. I'm like a oh savant when it comes to that shit, yeah, man. That, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of like that about I, things. I get it. I get it. But I don't get it. So I was going to say, I um, when I got let go from Skate 1, mm-hmm. um, I was already falling like out of love with skateboarding. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like skateboarding. I don't like what it's becoming. Mm-hmm. I don't like this weird industry side of it that I'm getting a peek at this whole business. Like, yeah. Palper also just like, didn't make me happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and working, it was like, Oh God, this yeah. is not a fun time. And then right. I got let go. And then it kind of hurt the friendship with the person that I was working with. Oh, bummer. And who I skated with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, um, 
I fucking quit. I'm done. So right. I didn't even have a board for a, a year. That's what you, okay. Okay. So like, sorry to, sorry to cut you off there, but like, um, a couple knowing that we were going to do this again, I painfully listened to the last episode that we did. I was like, Oh, I, hate I don't listen to my own podcast. You're yeah, crazy. Yeah. So I, I was like, all right, so I don't want to like repeat myself too much. Like if we're going to be doing this again. Um, but I remember you talking about how you didn't skate for what it was like a year or, or something, yeah. um, until, I ran into you at the Longpoke Park before that show that we played. That's at the right. Beach. Yeah. 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 You had you had that white foundation board with, with the blue, the blue with the blue crux, blue crux. and um, and he said that was like your first board that you have gotten in like over a year, and then that's when you kind of like got back into skating. I'm like, that is super rad that you took that time off, and then you were ripping that day. It was Dude, super cool. It was so good. It felt amazing, and I really. That kickflip 50-50 that you did at the park, I'm just like, fuck, I've never even thought of skating. I've seen that park for, you know, I've skated that park a million times yeah, in yeah. the past, like, so It's a Central years. Coast skate park. You're like, I fucking hit that once Yeah, and I've never seen somebody, like, think of skating it like that. I'm like, wow, that was really buck. I can't believe you doused it. Dude, thank you sick. so much. It's very validating. Because <laughs> I remember you saying that, and it was a huge compliment. Like, coming from someone that, like was our local like legend person we looked Aww, up to yeah so you know it's super cool to like be friends with you and have you in the oh, fucking dude, living room likewise it's appreciation <laughs> yeah very of course much. so that's that's rad to hear that's <laughs> rad to say it's funny how life works out yeah I, I i like being friends i i like being in the central coast a lot like there's a lot of really good people here and um it's a special place it's a very special place and it's like whether you rip or you don't there's mm-hmm. just like really good genuine friendships here that I, yeah. I i really really like being back here it's it's cool I, when you say back here what do you mean were you well i was in you? seattle for a couple of years oh really yeah i, oh, I, I didn't even know I that i lived i lived in seattle for two years or so that's a good and, chunk of time that's enough to fall in love with yeah something. yeah it was and when i when i left i really i really needed to get out of here like i talked about just like going all these different places throughout the years and when I left, it was like it was it was time for me to get out. I, I think my time in Santa Maria had expired, and I needed to change. And when I left up there, um, I got to work all these different jobs. And I worked at a brewery. I worked at a restaurant. I, I worked for UPS up over there. I got to play in some bands. I got to see a lot of bands. I got yeah. to see so many great bands. Who's like, your favorite? Of, Favorite band you got to see? Um, Crushed it. From from Seattle proper, that's tough. I know they're cunts about that. There's, there. <laughs> I learned. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like oh, they're <laughs> if from it's a or- suburb of yeah. Seattle. They're like, there's no fucking Seattle. Yeah, it's, it's like oh, they're from Portland. It's different. It's like it's close enough. Like when I lived <laughs> in Seattle, I played more shows in Portland than I did in Seattle. Yeah. Like you know, like I I Naturally. I played a lot more in, in makes Oregon a lot of than sense I did. To me. But um, I. Oh, dude, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have to circle back because I can't really think. That's of one okay. Of the t- that's okay. Uh, I just didn't know head. if there was like a standout one that I need to check out because I trust. But there your was opinion. there was some from uh, actually there's one uh, there's one band that breezed through O'Sullivan's and they're from Austin, Texas, Ooh. and um, they're called Megafauna, and I absolutely loved them. It was a complete surprise. They weren't even supposed to play at the pub this night. And I saw them, I was, I think I was helping working sound that night and I saw them, I'm like, oh my God, these guys are ripping. They're so good. And then I heard that they were playing at this place called the substation up in Seattle and I saw them 
and they played for a packed house. And there's like maybe like 20 people at O'Sullivan's. Yeah. And I saw them um, in Seattle and I got to talk in front, front woman, guitar player, lead singer, um, ripping per, like fucking chick, like so, so rad. And I got to talk to her. I was wearing one of their old shirts they yeah. haven't made in a long time. And I'm like, hey, I'm Ben. I used to do the booking, booking at O'Sullivan's. And she's like, oh my God, what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> I live here now. But th- that was like, I mean, they're hands down one of my favorite shows that I've ever seen. Megafauna. So they're cool they're so, so, they're so, so good. I got to check them out. That's, um, that's But rad. there's so many bands that are just like breezing through there. But it's, you know, like a place like Seattle, they just get great bands just yeah. coming through Naturally. there all, it's, all, it, all the time. It's magnetic for yeah. it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I, ne- I never saw a bad, bad band up over there. They're, yeah. I'd imagine Austin's kind of the same thing, yeah. too. Yeah. I've never been. I've always wanted to go. Um, I never wanted to go until Rogan opened up that comedy mothership. Oh comedy yeah. I, I saw that. Yeah. And that's, that, that, I saw I, Dave Chappelle was over there not too oh, long ago. Oh <laughs> uh, man. So yeah, I'll definitely, uh, be making a trip over there. To I've go, also, go uh, wh- where, where is Stubbs? Is Stubbs in Austin? I think it's in, out right outside of Austin. Okay. I've always wanted place. to go to Stubbs. I've like, only that heard of it because, like uh, being a fucking knucklehead that listens to a bunch of Rogan and mm-hmm. him talking about the barbecue there. And I was like, yeah, oh, I've shit. heard the barbecue is great, but, um, Ween live at Stubbs is like one of my favorite live albums. Ween. Ween. Oh, yeah. I didn't know they had a fucking live. Live album. at Stubbs is probably one of my favorite live albums. I love live albums because you get like the the live energy of like the band yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And Ween is oh, one of my favorite dude. bands of all time. And the Ramones have this one in London. Mm. I think I can't. I forget. I'm, the, I'm spacing on the name right now. But everything I love about the Ramones, you can access on this fucking album. It, they play probably, you know, 15, 18, maybe 20 songs. Mm. It's maybe 20 minutes. They play so fast. It's literally, you know what? I was just at this show at the Shamrock Mm. the other night, maybe Saturday night. Who played? Um, Good Grief, local band, Mm -hmm. uh, Brett Leitz, uh, lead singer, front man. Um, I'm forgetting the rest of the guys' names right now, and I don't want to name one. He's on the show. Yeah, he's been on a a time or two, and... He's super cool. He does the, uh, he'll do concessions at the comedy shows I do here, cool. which is nice. He's fucking awesome. Cool. I love having him there. He's like a little like comfort staple for me. Mm. But um, his band played, fucking crushed it, blew the rest of the bands off the stage uh, like he always does. Um, but this one band played and the singer stopped between every song to talk and say mm. like, thank you guys. This one's called this. This one's about this. And it was just like, why are you, why are you derailing everything you're building up between <laughs> every song? It's a song plays, and then you just you just you stop the CD, you stop the show. I think that there there's some balance, you know. Like if you have like a good flow, but if like something is like maybe going wrong with like equipment, or like maybe a drummer throws a stick, or maybe somebody becomes unplugged, it's a good buffer. You're right. You're right. Those are um, absolutely great things to fall back on. Mm-hmm. None of that was happening. Well, is why I'm saying this. What I like about the Ramones is they say, They blaze through it. Hey, we're the Ramones. Take it, Didi. One, two, three, fuck up. <laughs> and then they don't fucking stop for 20 fucking 30 minutes. And you just go <sighs> at the end of it. And, and, and that's, that's it. They, yeah. just, they just come. They murder your face off and they leave. And yeah. it's so fucking undeniable. There's never been anyone and never will be anyone like that again. And, and, I, and I love that. To have this flow of just being able to just play a set and everybody is just like, all right, like 
fuck everybody that's like clapping. We're just going right into one, two, three, four. And then we're, we're just like going to blaze through the set. Yeah. You we're know? not doing the music for your applause. We're artists or yeah. we're performing. Like yeah, we, yeah. this song is happening against your will. Mm -hmm. You were just lucky enough to witness it. Yeah. yeah. Like I that might that. be an attitude about no, it. No, I, I back that. I totally back it. And so that's why when you uh, do the Ramones cover with Haley and Crushers, I'm fucking digging the shit yeah. out. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's one that always looks like, uh, uh, Maybe I'm like not hearing something right, or maybe I'm just like buzzed enough to just kind of like, oh, I missed my <laughs> cue to go right in. But sometimes like Reed would like go into playing like Baby Shark and just like <laughs> singing that, and I'm just like laughing and just trying to just like get my wits about me to be able to get back on the one to, you know, just get back with the band and stuff. But, um, but I don't know. Like it, it was always fun like playing that Ramones cover and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, I think one not the fat jam. But one of the last times I saw you was at the shamrock with Nate and, um, they were playing, I've always wanted to play at the shamrock. And for one reason or the other, like the show would get, I think it was like during like COVID and stuff and it would just like get canned and I've always wanted to play there wow. and they booked a show. But during that time I was, uh, kind of like phasing my way out of the band. That's right. That's right. Okay. And, um, Sam was, uh, mm -hmm. was, Sam was playing with him and Sam, Sam's great. He did, he does Sam homework. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sam, yeah. Sam's a great dude. Like I've, I've seen him play a million times. I, I really like the way that he plays. Great um, mustache. Great he was, mustache. He was, one, he was one of my earlier guests on the show. He's yeah. Yeah. I remember guy. he was talking about, he was just, uh, getting hired, uh, like making pizzas and stuff. I, I remember that episode. I, I, yeah. I listened. I don't yeah, remember yeah, that. I listened. Um, See, I don't listen back. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> he was, so, uh, we play. We played. Oh, fuck. What's the name of that venue? The N Nebulon Cafe. I think that was the name of that that joint. We're opening for Josie Cotton um, down in L.A. But during that time, it's like you know, I was healing from my knee surgery, and I missed out on so much life of just like skating and surfing and working and having a life that I was just like so used to having and. All like, you know, like I'm used to like taking all my time off from work to like play these shows on, and going on tour. It's just like, fuck, like I don't even feel like a drummer anymore. The only time I'm play, playing drums is just like when I'm like playing shows. And if I'm playing these shows, I'm not playing how I know that I can play, you know, because you're just doing it uh, like at the moment. You're yeah. not building up to it. So it's not natural. It's like when you're you don't skate and then you go to a skate park and someone's like, hey, you want to play skate? And you're like. Yeah, but yeah, I, I so it's, a, it's a little bit different because I love playing a game of skate, even if I lose. Because no, me too. Just because it's to me, it's a great warm up. Yeah. I love dicking around mm. and I love pushing myself, and I, I like to see what other people come up with for and sure. Just, and I've surprised myself in what I can do in yeah. game of skate. So it's yeah, great for sure. So I play. I played that. I play that LA show, and um, and there's some friends of the band that were there and they're like, Oh, we heard this might be your last show. Oof. And, um, <laughs> did you know that? Well, I, I kind of was maybe just like, maybe it was like shown on my face or I was like, I'm just like, I, I'm not happy with the way that I'm playing. I know that I could play better and playing those shows. It's like, I'm feeling sore. I'm, you know, like I'm missing like things that are significant to me, but not, yes. not to the band. And, um, I know no, what you're saying. Yeah, and it's nothing but love to Haley and Reed. I I love them. I miss playing shows with them. They kept me really busy. I got to be in the studio with them. I got to do like really cool recordings with them. 
Um, you know, like got to do a lot of traveling with him, but I knew that I could play better and that I, I didn't want to just like be in a band where I was just like playing okay. And that's where I'm just like, I don't know if I can, I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is like the direction that I should be going in right now. I think I need to improve on my life before I start doing anything more. And so that's when, um, you know, Sam started playing with them and I, was like back at work. Um, you know, I, I got a girlfriend that has a couple of kids and, and all that stuff. And, and so it's like life got really busy and I, I just couldn't, I know that I could do the songs more justice if I spent more time just like playing drums. But unfortunately like time was not wanting me to do that because my life was going in a different Wasn't direction. facilitating it. Yeah. And it's um, weird how life has, has its fucking own plans. Yeah. It? And so like showing up to that show at the Shamrock, it's like, all right, so they're playing at the Shamrock. I've always wanted to do that. Mm. I really want to see Haley and Reed. I haven't seen them and I love Sam. I think Sam's a great player. I love, you know, like, J like Jacob is a great guitar player. I've seen them play a million times. I want to see how Sam plays the songs. And I think he did his homework and he played really well. And, um, just being able to show them the love and just being able to, um, that was the last time I saw them too. Yeah. I think they, they, they did a lot of, they did uh, like a handful of shows in California before Moving. they dipped out to Detroit. And so now they're living in the Midwest. Super cool. Super cool. Like they're, they're ripping and they're doing like really rad things over there. And, uh, and we still keep in touch and everything is good. And I hope to be able to do some more musical things with them. And I, I'm trying to sit yeah. behind the kit more often these days. And I'm really starting to feel strong as a drummer again. So hopefully I'll be able to do some recordings or be like a one-off show with them if they're in mm -hmm. California again. Mm -hmm. And it'd be really, it'd, it'd be really cool to play. With. It, it, they're fun. They're fun people that play really fun songs. That I like to play and you're a fun person. So you fit right in. Um, it makes a lot of sense. I appreciate so that. I, I totally, uh, I, I see the, the fit. I understand. Thank Makes you. sense to me, man. <laughs> Do you have a Thank band now here or anything that you are working on to no, facilitate? Not, that, not that right drumming? now. It's like there, there's been some people that ask if they, they want me to play with them and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a busy person. I, yeah, it's not that easy. It's, it's easier said than done. Guys. It's easier said than done. And I, I would love, and like, it's not like the bands that have asked me that, um, want to like play with them are bad by any means. It's like, they're, they're my friends. They have cool songs. It's just not that easy. Cause these people are probably like way more dedicated in a sense that they have more time available to be in a band and have mu whether uh, there is some truth to that or not. It's just like, if I'm going to be dedicating, dedicating myself to a project, I want it to be kind of like something that is more, I want to invest my sound and vision into it. You know, like you if want I to be a big part of it. You don't yeah, want to, I want to do player. like, I don't want to just like play. I don't want to just, you know, like do where I'm just the drummer for somebody's band. I want to do like, that's what the guys who quit Megadeth recently came out. They, they were saying the, the guitarist and drummer of Megadeth quit, um, around the beginning of the pandemic. I oh, wow. Say. And they, they were basically just like, Hey, we're not going to be making money 
because uh, a bunch of shit got canceled, and also oh, shit. Well, it's, they, it's cool to play Dave Mustaine songs, but yeah. also like well, if they we lost Dirk Van Buren, that's uh, that's devastating because he's probably the best. That's Guitar probably is. the best drummer that they ever had. Like I maybe love I'm, maybe I'm Nick Menza is like you know like I love Megadeth. I love Megadeth. Really? Nick Menza was so. I just influ- got into Megadeth. So Nick Nick Menza random. was like the most metal drummer influence that I've ever had really? in, in drumming. How cool! I, mean, I brought l- this random ass. I love. Nick Menza, like, um, uh, like Holy Wars is just like, uh, such a great track. Uh, Rust in Peace, that album is just like so, so rad. I just now was like this last year or so got to run my way through their discography and oh shit. I'm a a huge fan. Like I love Megadeth. I love Dave, Dave Mustaine, um, with a grain of salt, I like I like how salty is and how he cut, kind of talks shit. But there's some there's some validation and truth to like the shit that he's talking. Dude, it's so refreshing to have someone that is just like unapologetically gonna talk shit and say that shit too. Yeah. And I, you know, it got me pretty far in in life and social circles <laughs> and got a reputation for me personally. But yeah. um, not that I, I do that very much anymore. But still, it, it I can relate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I like Dave Mustaine a whole lot and. They, they had like, and what's interesting about Megadeth is they have like all these different, it's it's not like Metallica where they have, you know, like bes- minus like Robert Trujillo who has been in since like Cliff and yeah. stuff, but they've had like all these different members in their bands, but they, it's been able to progress the music in def- different like progressive ways, but keeping a true Megadeth sound. But the band that he has had, minus David Ellison that did some weird Stuff. <laughs> he did some did some weird like jacking off on the internet shit. <laughs> if that, if, I, I don't know the, the whole story about it. It's, it's weird stuff. But Dirk Van Buren is is like that is a drummer to you know you don't fuck with him. Like he's probably like technically like the best drummer that's ever played for him. Like wow. Insane. I can't wait to go back and listen to like and parallel these recordings and stuff and listen to him. After, after hearing this from you because yeah. it, it means so much more when it's like colloquial or like when a friend says it mm. like you know when you know when you like post something online or like you ask something and someone's like oh why don't you just fucking google it and you're like um why don't you just uh stop being an asshole like why I, don't you I, fuck I, off yeah like it, 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 it does, the google is a bunch of dumb search results and half of them are bought and paid for by some spawn like some ad revenue bullshit I want to know what my friends think. I want yeah. to know what my family thinks. True. I want to know what people around True. think. And then maybe someone's going to be like, oh, you know what? I just went through this and they're going to send me the a way better link to something. True. Just like I, this is going to, this is a way better avenue into Megadeth and just True. listening to Dave Mustaine be a, you know. Because I have a lot of friends that don't like Megadeth and that, and that's fine. Like my friends are entitled to like, like and not like whatever the yeah. fuck they want. And my friends are entitled to be wrong. For sure. For, yeah, for sure. It's like, you're wrong for not liking Megadeth. <laughs> But, um, uh, like I, I like a lot of music that my friends don't really like, but when I, when I listen to music, it's like, I've always wanted to play bass. And that was one of the things that I wanted to do when I had my What's music. the fourth coolest option in a band? <laughs> it's a uh, cowbell for sure. <laughs> no, it's the first. Um, but I, there's one thing that I, there's two things that I wanted to do when I was going through my knee surgery. I'm like, I want to either play bass or want to start learning Spanish, but I learned how to gain 25 pounds instead. And that's, <laughs> and I, I was, I got pretty big and, uh, but, uh, since then I've lost all my weight, but, uh, 
How much do you weigh now? What do you do? I, I weigh myself it? yesterday. I'm at 155, and that's what I was Damn. exactly what I was weighing right when I had knee surgery. Crazy. But I got up to like how, 177. Like how when tall I was are in, you? Five eight. Five eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty standard. But at my heaviest, like, like I was telling you before, mm-hmm. at my heaviest, I was 188, and I was just like drinking beer, or like at, at the. It pub sounds like you worked at Sullivan's, worked at a brewery in Seattle, and yeah. you brought a beer. From I brought here. a beer, but it's like I mean, I'm I'm always moving, you know. Like okay, I'm, you're always moving. You're I'm, just, I'm, I'm those, always moving. I'm always doing are... something, so I'm I'm always trying to burn off the calories one way or the other. Um, but. Uh, Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so just like talk, you know, like there's there's a lot of music that my friends like don't like, and I like because of like the the musicality of it. It sounds like you know there's there's a lot of things that like I have listened to that are really fun to play on the drums, but it might not be like something that's like my friends might like musically. Doesn't that suck? And that, that can go. With no, I, I don't think it sucks. It's just like, you know, like I, I like what I like and they like what they like. And if you don't like it, then yeah, we can still be friends. And if you're, but if you're, you don't like what I like and you're not my friend, then you can fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> but it's, this happens to be with skateboarding is the fun stuff to skate. Doesn't look good on camera. Yeah. There's there. Speaking of when you oof, were rehabbing a, your knee, you were doing these curb Oh yeah, dude, that was so fucking cool. <laughs> Watching you skate that curb behind wherever the fuck, yep. and just ripping and doing <laughs> shit on curbs. Like, I wanted uh, like an edit of all of those curb tricks of just like Gabriana ca- ca- curb. I'll, cuts. I'll send you. I made. I made when I had my knee surgery. One, I made a whole Did edit. You fucking made. I made one? A, made a whole edit. You're it, lying. I made a whole edit, dude. and uh, I'll I'll send it to you off the off the off the pod and stuff, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I had all this time on my hands when I was just healing from surgery. It's, it's like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to look at old clips of back in my glory days of just skating a curb or whatever. <laughs> um, but I made a whole thing and I actually sent it to a fellow UPS driver because he was like, he asked me the other day, he's like, Hey, where's a good slappy curb to go to in town? I'm like, Oh dude, like I'll show you, <laughs> I'll, I'll show you, I'll show you some curb clips. But, um, but y- you know, like I, during quarantine, uh, I, I was one of those people that really wanted to be health forward and I was, you know, actively training like bike riding and running and lifting weights and, wow. you know, calisthenics and all that stuff. Like, you know, one of the few people that kind of, everybody kind of went in a different direction or whatever. <laughs> but, um, also on my free time, it's like, what were you going to do during quarantine to socially distance from people? It's like, I'm going to go to this red curb in this industrial area where nobody is. And so I would bring a six pack of beer and I'm like, I'm going to learn how to frontside slappy. And it's like, I never knew how to frontside slappy until quarantine. Yeah, cause, you, cause you were a normal skateboarder. Yeah. Cause <laughs> hot dogging, like all that shit didn't come until later. That, that's when the LGBT skateboarding started. I had, enough, cro- I had enough chromosomes to not know how to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just that's kidding. how I fucking skated. Those. I, but I, I, just- ne- I never knew how to frontside slappy until quarantine. And it's like, I'm going to get a six pack of beer and I'm going to run myself into this curb until I get both trucks on there. And sure as shit, like I finally figured out how to do it. You know but how funny that is considering what a talented, sk- like the uh, level of skateboarding you've done to like, oh, I need to go learn how to slappy a curb. Like people learn to slappy curbs because they know they're not gonna blunt slide rails. <laughs> yeah. 
idiot. You fucking. <laughs> well, when you, when you, when you, when you get, uh, I don't, like, I am feeling, you know, like the years where I was able to like push myself to, um, do things that like maybe not a whole lot of, you know, like every, everybody's so fucking good at skating these days. It's like, I was able to, in my early teens and early twenties and stuff, it's like not, not a whole lot of stuff was like really going down like over here. And I was able to like kind of push myself yeah. like, oh, this hasn't really been done here. Now everything's been done everywhere. It's, you know, like everybody's like so good. Um, no, that's not true. I'm, I'm not good. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you, you can say that about yourself, but everybody, it's like, look on, look on Instagram. It's like, Instagram is just like ruined skateboarding. It's oh, like, oh, it's, everybody that's going to send me a reel or send me a meme, I'm probably not going to look at it. Dude, like people I, send me this shit all day, all day, I hate all it, day. Dude. I'm in group chats. They said, dude, um, I don't watch the videos you send me unless we fucked. <laughs> or I know you. It's like, yeah. maybe it doesn't have to be that intimate. But it doesn't maybe, have to be that intimate, maybe, but it's, it's like, got to oh, be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, oh, if I don't watch this and you die tomorrow, I'm going to feel really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know. I mean, I feel bad for most people. But if, if you send me something every day, like, I don't care about reels on Instagram. I absolutely do not. And if you're going to send me, for the record, if you're going to send me a reel or a meme on Instagram, it's like, it'll probably show that it's open. It's just because I like saw that you sent me something and I didn't look at it. A hundred percent. I am not going I to look at react reels. to things all the time. I have, I have this one. I don't care. I have, I have I one or two friends that reels. like, I, I'm not even going to specify who, but I will watch or I will go back and watch or I'll feel bad if I don't watch. But I used to have conversations with friends mm -hmm. on online, and mm -hmm. now they just send me fucking videos, and it's like I hate it, bitch. Am I sending you videos? Yeah, Why do I, you keep doing this? I am not gonna watch it. I am not gonna communicate about it. It's, I I hate it, dude. Like I I hate the internet world of. I like memes people who just and, post it to their story, and then I can decide if I want to keep watching it or not. There click you go. On it. You know what yeah, I mean? There you go. It's the like. It's the it's the years of when. It's like when you your dog catches you in the bathroom it's like when you walk in through the door it's like get the fuck out of here with that shit i don't care about your life of when and your <laughs> it's I, I don't care dude like i don't want to I, I don't i don't care about it unless it's like my friends doing something cool like skating no, or you don't, you don't even have to you don't even have to have a caveat you don't even have to <laughs> soft blow softball it or anything but they're fucking annoying. Yeah, it, and obviously it is. It is. we enjoy some, otherwise we wouldn't know what they are. But it's it's the same people every day. I have like five or six people. And if you're listening to this, you're like, oh my god, am I one of them? Yeah, fucker, stop. Yeah, you I don't are watch one of, them. You are one of them. Don't send me anything. And this is when they send me everything. No. This is when they send me all their memes, they send me all their reels, and I'm just like, fuck off. <laughs> it's gotta be so specific and so like under like so niche yeah it has to be just razor sharp yeah. for me to care yeah it's true i'm i'm with you on that i'm very much with you on that um the, you know you don't have to think of a topic right now you no, look like, no, no, I, was no. like, I was i was about to say something it's, it's it's coming to me right oh you okay so um it's Okay, so story time. Here, here's story time here. Story so, time, baby. Um, when we did this last episode, it was on a Wednesday. And I only know that because... You're autistic? 
<laughs> yeah, I, I definitely am on the savant spectrum for sure. Is that even <laughs> cool to say these days? I'm a savant, okay? Like I am. No a, one says I, savant, and no, I think nobody that says that. But it, I, am I think that's really cool. I like that you said that. Yeah, I'm a personally. savant for sure. Like, because I feel a little bit that way too. Um, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I, I'm I definitely on the. I will consider myself a savant for sure. Um, so it was a Wednesday. We had a little bit of a buzz going. Yeah, at least I did. I, did. I, I definitely did. Um, oh yeah, that, did I get a Foster's? Is that? That's, yeah, and that's okay. why. That's why I got you one of those. Yeah. Because I figured I was like, one. I was like, I definitely loved these things during <laughs> quarantine. Yeah, I got. I must have got, got one that day. Yeah, that's why I got you one. Um, and so I burped, and that's when I had said for hannah yes that's right yeah so i said that and he said you know like we don't do that anymore <laughs> we don't do that we here don't do anymore, that anymore because some shit went down and whatever um <laughs> and but an hour after we did this last podcast is or the, la- the last one it's so naughty oak in orchid they do trivia night, trivia on, night i was gonna bring that up that's and that's where i saw you and your lady and yes, her kids yeah. yes so on so wednesday is when they do trivia yeah and um during that time um so i was like oh there's this like you know there's this girl that like i had seen like throughout the years and and shit and she was living with a girl that I had dated like in high school and she was like in like high school or she was, she uh, worked with her at Starbucks and stuff. So, and, uh, and uh, I'm like, there's that fucking girl. Oh my God. And her name is Hannah Whoa! and her name is Hannah. And Whoa! then, uh, and then so um, at the time is like when I, I have like a notebook, like full of um, things that were like me and some people were talking about like, for skateboard advocacy for the city. And uh, so I like, you know, like notes about like skateboarding and skate park stuff. And, um, and then she like kind of breezed by and she's all like, oh, come join our trivia team. And so like I uh, go and join their trivia team and they're always like on the winning trivia team, but her <laughs> name is Hannah. So it's a weird like six degrees of separation. And now we like are dating and living together and stuff. And it's like, oh, burping for Hannah, living with Hannah, dating Hannah, different <laughs> Hannah. Turns um, out, yeah, that's yeah, so funny. It, it, yeah, it's some. Uh, you can burp for your Hannah on this episode. Anytime. Oh, I, I'll burp and fart and poop. And this is my, <laughs> I, you know what? Go ahead. Uh, I lost my olfactory senses in November. I can't smell a goddamn thing. <laughs> in November? In oh November! My, oh my God, that's a long I'm time, I'm gonna dude. kill myself. Dude, I, dude, you need, I, you need, know, you need it's those, It's been so man. nice. I, you know what? I think it is causing like a mild depression. It's so weird. Um, food. I don't know what food smells like. I don't know what fucking. I haven't smelled my own fart. I haven't like shit. I I, I am in porta potties two three days a week. Mm-hmm. Never bothers me anymore. Cause well, I that's don't good smell because those it's good. But I'll be sitting there on TikTok and I'm like, I'm probably bathing in poo particles. <laughs> Let me like. I have to remind myself to get out and leave. What's it gonna take to fix that? I don't know. Oh, I don't know, bro. That's it tough, sucks. Dude. It really sucks. Because long time. I, so I have um, essentially, I can smell like genres of smells now, mm. but everything else, if I get it, it's like a ghost's echo of a smell. It's like a dang. What the fuck was it? 
it's like, oh no, damn, it's gone. It's like, it's gone. It's gone as soon as it comes on. It sucks. Can you smell that gun that's right there? <laughs> Probably not. Like, literally. Uh, one in the chamber, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you always got to carry one in the chamber. Uh, like, absolutely not. I also haven't shot this in a month or two, uh, embarrassingly. Enough. Can I hold it? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Make sure it's. There you go. Feels good. Can yeah. I smell your gun? You can smell a gun all you want. It smells smell like it. a gun. It smells like a gun. <laughs> I could, yeah, I cannot smell it, dude. I I don't know what like my feet smell like, socks, sweat, my armpits smell funny. Like it's 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 a trip. It literally is been such a strange fucking thing. Excuse me. Such a strange um interface. Mm. Like my back pain. <sighs> Back injury, back pain, losing my sense of smell. Um, they've been so devastating in two completely opposite, like different ways. Mm-hmm. It is, I don't know how to talk about it, but it's all I talk about. You know what I mean? You're going through it, man. <laughs> You're going through it. You're going through it. I mean, I leveled up in a couple different ways. I finally have a place of my own. I live on my own. You had a dope spot, man. I, a cool I spot. think it's a dope spot. I really love it. Especially, like, I grew up in, a, you know, over there. So it, mm. I'm very familiar with the layout and stuff. And it's nice to have everything. This is actually um, my good friend Sean's dad's place. Oh, cool. He passed away. Ah, well, that's not cool. That's not cool. <laughs> that's not cool. Um in, in here too, so. Ah, oh, shit, man. Well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Uh, these things have been around a while. It's bound right. to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so, and I, I I asked him and I was like, hey dude, um, would it be okay with you if I saw, saw if I could get your dad's apartment, like townhome? <laughs> you know, cause I just wanted to clear with him because if he was like, ew, no way, don't live in my yeah. the place where my dad passed away. Like mm-hmm. I'd be like, Fair enough. Won't do it. Right. And All right. I was told him, I was like, you want to come over anytime? I'll give you a key. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> him and his, him and his sister like grew up like, or lived upstairs. So makes perfect sense. Cool. Um, but anyways, yeah. Uh, leveled up, have my own place. It's cool to have a garage. Mm-hmm. It's cool to have these things. It's bittersweet. Cause I can't smell the place mm-hmm. and I can't, do things because I'm so busy working just to pay the rent. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I just come home and I go. One of these days, you're, you'll be pretty, baby. I promise. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so wh- when are you gonna be able to smell again, <laughs> dude? I don't know. You tell me. I thought you know. I don't fucking know, dude. When are you gonna be able to be heart. normal again? <laughs> when are you gonna be normal again? I gotta be honest though. It's kind of like a super a weird. It's like one of the lamest superpowers, but it's like a superpower. <laughs> Like I used to be such a pansy and so sensitive about smells. Mm-hmm. Like I just am unfazed by things now. Yeah. I can be in gross attics and basements and like nasty bathroom. Like there's so many things you don't realize are being affected by your perception of smell. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have that anymore. Yeah. It sucks because there's like that literally power. And that's a superpower. Appetite of life is gone. Like there's mm-hmm. a certain layer of appetite and life and food and zest and smelling your girlfriend's perfume and um, feeling good. And then like when you walk into a, a new restaurant or going to like the grocery store or mm-hmm. the 
the biggest bummer for me is it was always super important. I would smell something and it would make me nostalgic because the sense of smell is the strongest memory perceptor. Totally. And I do not have that. Uh, So I feel very alien and very like disconnected. That's right. And it breaks my heart. I was, I was somewhere not too long ago and, um, you know, uh, back in the early nineties and stuff, it's, I, I was somewhere and I'm like, Oh, this reminds me of like renting video games from movies to go. And, um, you know, it's not like it smelled good, but it's like, it smells like, it smells like movies to go in here. The the fucking bathroom in the uh, Lompoc Jack in the box used to smell exactly the way gray world video or old town Napomo video formerly uh, smelled when I was a kid. Whoa! And I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, there's some um, there's some soaps that bring me back to that. It's like the I don't even know how to explain it. It's like liquid, but it's like kind of grainy. It's like damn, you are old. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like it reminds me of kindergarten. It's like, like it's like pink grainy, grainy soap. stuff. Yeah, it's like it's it's like hard on your hands, but it's like you know that it's cleaning that shit. No, it, no, you're that's some old dude dang, shit. I got oh, nothing fuck there. Fuck you, man. They like, had, they I had know the I'm old, soap man. gel. They had it. the soap dispensers <laughs> yeah, gel. Kids yeah. would just smear turds <laughs> on it and break. I yeah. But uh, yeah, whatever, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's old. It's old feeling soap that brings me back. <laughs> The, the woman I'm dating's almost your age, too. Oh, dang. It was pretty nice. Was pretty cool. <laughs> that old, huh? <laughs> that old, huh? No, stop. She, she doesn't even know what the podcast is. She'll I'm never listen to this. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. New so, girlfriend. That's fun. Yeah. Um, it is fun. It's weird to have such a long-term relationship mm-hmm. end and then uh, all, like almost immediately jump into a whole new thing. But... It's just the way it happened. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to question it. Yeah. Especially like just going with the way I feel. Yeah. It's the way it moves. That's the way she fucking goes, bud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Quite an undertaking, but uh, it's been a really nice component of living here and having someone to share things with. Yeah. And kind of like, again, leveling up of like, I got I to gotta cook, dude. I got to learn to cook. I got to mm-hmm. fucking be a man i gotta you know not leave the toilet seat up i gotta make sure there's paper towels in this house like she's coming over or there's a there's an adult like who has you know some shit together you got that costco membership no not yet. oh that shit's a game changer here's the thing i don't have any fucking money to spend at costco and gas is so expensive i get nine miles to the gallon oh that's tough forerunner so don't even yeah tell talk to me about something in a different city i i may i maybe have like more than nine just a little bit more bragging but dude like just 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 a little bit but i'm i mean the gas if you get like the costco membership for the gas alone it's oh yeah it's a game changer. I get you. But if you also that. want a bunch of toilet paper and a bunch of paper towels, <laughs> now that I'm dating a girl that has kids and shit, it's you like you, you think about that kind hey, of shit. So what's yeah. that like? What is it? Have you ever dated someone with children before? No. This is my first time. Yeah. I don't think I have. Yeah, I definitely haven't. That's stupid. Well, I've, I've maybe like uh, maybe we're dating or maybe we're just, you know, like having fun or whatever and they had kids but i never i never met any no, of them. no of course i never met yeah, any no, of them. but now it's but like you live with her so but right? now i live with her and you know like i have the kids like every other week so i'm always looking after the little homies you know yeah. like and uh trying to look after them and 
making sure that did that kind of make you feel like oh I gotta like step some shit up or like gotta be a little more like squared away about things or I have- think that uh, yes and no but I think it just organically just happened that way um, you know like when I I think we, we kind of touched base about on, on the very end of the last episode because I listened to it um, okay. so when um, I first went to driving school it was mostly because I thought I was going to be a dad. That's right. Yeah. I, I thought I was going to be a dad and I was, you know, like I was on tour with, with the crushers and this lady that I had met, um, she, you know, like we, we got talking that I was, when I was on tour down in Long Beach and, uh, and we hit it off and it was cool. And then we were just like kind of talking for a little while. And then like one weekend, like, you know, like I was down there and, um, and then, like, I just, like, kind of broke things off. And then, like, uh, and then some months down the line, we, we kept in touch and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then I was like, hey, we're going to be playing some shows down in your neck of the woods. It'd be cool to see you. And she's like, yeah, like, it'd be cool to see you, but let you know, like, I'm pregnant, like, really pregnant. And um, da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, oh, it'll be cool to see you. And, and then I, I just got thinking as I'm, like, going down there, I'm like, oh, is that timeline? Like... You're like, great, I got to do algebra. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know, like during the drive, and then I'm just like, hey, like, what's, uh, so, like, I know you weren't able to make it, like, and you're being really cryptic with your, yeah. with your, like, how we're talking. And it's like, is this kid mine or is it not mine? And she's like, it might be. And so I'm just like, oh, shit. So, like, I might be a dad. That's wild. That's, yeah. like, really wild. It is. It's, uh, yeah. And the other guy, he's just, like, you know, like, not in the picture. He's gone. Like, whatever. I don't even know the guy's name or whatever. But, like, if I was maybe going to be, like, a father so, yeah. figure, it's just, like, I'm going to try to make as much money and be supportive. It's like, yeah, I'm not dating this woman, but like, I want to be able, you know, I went down there and helped like set up like a crib and just like, was just trying to be like a friend and a partner to this woman Mm -hmm. that might be raising somebody that might belong to me. And, um, and then, you know, and she's like, you know, and she's like, yeah, we could do the DNA test right now. And, um, but I'm like doing homework about it. It's like, it seems pretty invasive, save the money. Like, don't try to like put the child in harm. The baby's going to come out eventually. Yeah. Um, and then the day that I went to driving school for my work, the baby was born and I'm like 400 miles away and I couldn't even be there for it. And so this baby is born taking the DNA, DNA test. Um, so, you know, I do like the Q-tip and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. And um, I send it into the lab. It's I go crazy to, they stick a Q-tip in your dick. <laughs> Wrong hole, dude. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh okay. No, I'm just kidding. No, it was it was my mouth. But um, so I send it into the lab. It's like you should be getting results in like three to four days or whatever. And then it's been like <laughs> the longest three to four days of my life. Try sixteen days, dude, oh, because they didn't give me shit. they didn't they didn't give me the lab results. And I'm just like, there's this baby that is born. It has been three oh weeks since this baby oh has been my born. God. I, my, I might I have really I might have a child that might be mine, right? And like I I'm 400 miles away. I race back to Santa Maria. I go and take this DNA test. 
I sent it to the lab. I haven't heard anything. So I email this lab. I'm like, hey, I sent these lab results to um, see if this kid is mine. He said three to five days. It's been 16 days. What's going on? They email me back immediately. And then, um, you know, the baby is not mine. And I'm just like. How did that make you feel? Um, you know, and knowing. So when I had seen her, it's, it's, she's five months pregnant and I'm just like, um, yeah, she's huge. (laughs) She's like ready to pop. I'm like, Oh my God, that, that might be my little, little, my little person in there, my little dude or whatever. And, uh, so it was just like really hard for me to really feel like, I could be excited or not excited because it wouldn't be fair either way that I had looked at it. It's like, oh, I'm stoked about my little dude. Or it's like, I'm not stoked about it because what if it wasn't mine and then I'm excited about something that isn't mine or I'm not excited and then this dude is mine. I just wanted to be like a supportive system uh, on this whole thing. Not be a scourge on it, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, the other person was gone. You know, he's, he's completely just like, he's, he's vanished. And so just having some sort of support and, you know, like say if it was mine, then I'd be like really stoked. It's like, dude, I got a little, little homie. That's like part of me. That's what was there a part of you that was convinced that it was yours and were, were like having feelings of excitement about it. Um, it's, it's hard to say that it, you know, like the, the one, you know, the one time that we were together, intimate, <laughs> the one time we were intimate, it's just like, dude, like I was, I was doing all the things like I had, you know, like I wore protection and, and all that shit, but it's, it's just like, oh, there's no way it was, but yours. The, but, there's no way it was yours. But it's like, also the same time. It's like, Hey, you did the thing. Like it, it could have been, but it's. Do people get pregnant from condoms? Maybe. That's I, don't fuck, I don't know. Like uh, maybe, maybe it broke it's or maybe it's, it's absolute it's, fucking miracle. I, I, I know. Don't have I, children. That's I, I so know. Weird. I know of cases though. It's like, I know. I know. Like, I know. With, me with too. birth I've heard control of my and, and with like condoms and shit, it's just like, it's just something that happens. Like I'm not ruling myself out. I test out. birth control. I shoot that thing. Like I, like <laughs> I, my life depends on it. If there's birth control, I, I've, I, if it's like a nine, 99%, I'm like the one, I'm trying to find the one person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not too far fetched for sure, but I wasn't ruling myself out because it's like, uh, there's this one time that it happened and the timeline like falls into it. Yeah. And so I'm just like, Oh shit. And so shout out uh, to her for fucking getting dicked down in such close proximity. She's like, I don't know who the dad is. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. You know, women really got it easy sometimes. <laughs> You know how so, hard it, you know how hard it would be for me to have sex with two people and possibly get them both pregnant. <laughs> it, it would be mildly inconvenient. For well, me. It, it's totally inconvenient. It's absolutely inconvenient. I mean, luckily I'd for have me, to it's shower, like I never, I never had that. I text a bunch. It would be a night. It would be. I, a, I'd luckily empty for me, my I, cologne I, I, bottle. Yeah, I've never had that sort of sort of uh, swag luck in my life <laughs> with parentheses for sure. But, um, you know, for her, it's like, she didn't, you know, she didn't say like this was going on. It's like, if that was a conversation, it's like, that's, you know, that's what's going on. But I ended up not being the dad, but, um, you know, I went to driving school cause I'm like, Oh shit. Like I might need to take care of a little homie. Did so they, 
make you take driving school because you're Asian? <laughs> they made. <laughs> there's a lot of Asians and there's a lot of Mexicans and there's a lot of whites and there's a lot of blacks and there's a lot of everybody at driving school. <laughs> it wasn't just Asians. No, yeah, everyone's a bad driver. Yeah, you, know everybody. Who the, you know who the worst drivers are? And I know this is a stereotype and I know it has something to do with their eyes. You're going to say women, huh? No, it's people <laughs> who wear fucking glasses. Every time it's someone with glasses. You four-eyed motherfuckers. I'm like, where? what's wrong with the speed limit? Yep. Do you know what a passing lane is, bitch? Nope. Oh my god. Nope. Every time I'm like infuriated, I look at the driver and it's someone with spectacles. It's Horrible. Yeah. People who wear glasses are the worst drivers. I will take an Asian. I will take a, a brand new uh, alien from uh, mom from Mexico because <laughs> they're probably the worst drivers that don't have glasses. <laughs> but any of them over people with glasses. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Continue. Well, now that I'm Continue. like in the driver's seat of one of those big trucks yeah, you know like yeah. i just see all the worst of the worst drivers they're they're, they're all bad you know who's not a bad driver is me <laughs> that's all I, that's what i noticed is yeah, everywhere i go I i'm still I, the best driver. i know that i'm the best and everybody else sucks that's all i know oh, man. <laughs> um but yeah that's that's how i got into the the driving gig but it's like um you know that kid isn't mine but now i'm dating somebody and now i have commandeered two kids that yeah. like i'm kind of co-parenting and those little dudes I'm trying to look out for. Yeah, and so, absolutely. It's um, so being able to um, have this job, I'm able to have that Costco membership and I'm Dude. able to, you know, Dude. fill up my gas tank and be able to, you know, go grocery shopping and be able to, I, I've been living the most comfortably financially in my life now than I ever have. However, my time to be able to skate and play music and all that stuff is like kind of bottom of the barrel, which is unfortunate, but that's, Adult shit. I think that is one of the strange but true uh, elements of life is that the stuff we have time for and the stuff we make time for change so dramatically. And the stuff that is important to us might become trivial, like mm. my interest in skateboarding, jujitsu, these things might become trivial because I'm, I've grown past that and that, unfortunately, is just in the past. Yeah, it. I can't skate like I want to. Mm -hmm. I can't do combat sports like mm -hmm. I wanted to. I can't do these things that I wanted to dedicate my life to because my life, like the purpose of my life and what is at the forefront has changed. Mm -hmm. And what I enjoyed about those things, I can find enjoyment about other things and these new things or these different things. And as long as like I stay true to who I want to be, I can still find validation and comfort and uh, enjoyment in a different realm, yeah. a different variety of things like co-parenting or being, you know, an adult in whichever variation. I mean, when I think of my parents at my age or your age, you know, way older. <laughs> like you. I think about like fuck off. They're Dallas. probably so <laughs> fucking. I was like, they got their shit together. They're fucking. <laughs> but like my parents, like, still don't have their fucking shit together. Like, oh, it never. There is no having your stuff together. There's your idea of success. There's your idea of responsibility, and there's everything in between. The precipice of that, and it 
It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't because you know what? 90% of the people living right now don't have their shit together. And that's okay because that's a low number in my opinion. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm being generous here. Yeah, like I'm being really generous because a lot of people don't have their shit together, but you know, coming from a co-parental like point of view, I don't even think I have my shit together, but as long as I'm able to provide and show love to the little homies to make sure that they, you know, they have some food on the table or they have like a roof over their head and shit. I could be struggling. I'm dating somebody that, you know, like that has these kids and making sure that they are able to be looked after. I want to make sure that they're okay. And I want to make sure that my girlfriend is okay. I want to make sure that, you know, like all these boxes are checked, checked. off, yeah. you know, like I, you know, I, I, I work my ass off, dude. Like I, I work really hard and I still am able to find the, the little time that I do have to be able to like play drums or go and skate with my friends or see my friends or whatever the fuck I'm able to do. Do podcasts with your jerk off friends. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, I, I booked this to be, <laughs> I booked this time to be able to do this with you. I really, and I'm really happy that I'm, that we're doing this, but also to make sure that, you know, like the kids are taken care of. That's, that's important. And I really, you know, like that, that's why I do what I do is just be able to make sure that my life is like taken care of. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I don't require a whole lot, like, but making sure that the kids are all right. Like I want, I want the kids to be all right. That's really cool. And I'm, I, I try really hard to do that. I believe you and I respect you for that. I think there's no greater thing that a man can do than be a father, father figure and take, and yeah, take care of children. Yeah. I, I try. mean, that like in some aspect and, like, and you know, like with the, with the father that's in the picture, um, yeah. uh, we get along. Like he's a really great guy. Like he's, <laughs> it's funny because he's a, he's a drummer that works for FedEx. Oh God! <laughs> He's a drummer that works for FedEx. That's and, uh, so. So she funny. has a type, you know. Like she definitely she has, has a type. type, and he's a super nice guy. So like I, I always see him. Well, around. you're an asshole, so that she no, doesn't have a type. No, come on, man. Come on, no, man. You're such nice. a nice guy. No, I've never like once it. felt like besmirched by by <laughs> you or in any way, shape, or form. Um, been a sweetie. So you know, being able that the kids are able to have the the contact. With, with their dad and they're able to live comfortably with their dad. And then when they get to live with us, like they get to, I, I hope that they're living comfortably. I, I try my ass off so, so that they're able to. Um, so, you know, like we try to make it just like really comfortable for them. Good. And, if I had children with a woman I wasn't with, I would hope that they were around someone like you. Oh, I appreciate that. That makes me more comfortable and makes me feel better. Appreciate that. And I think there's a lot of maturity in parents that co-parent and can cooperate and get along with like the other partners in each other's lives mm -hmm. and have that um, dynamic. So that's really cool to hear because you don't hear great things about that sometimes. And yeah, it really you, fucking you sucks. And those kids could easily hate me, you know, oh, like, dude, my stepmom, I want to shove into the Grand Canyon every day of my fucking life. <laughs> and I haven't seen or spoken to her in ages. Oh, She's wow. just cuckoo and just robbed my dad of all his essential vitamins and nutrients nah. of life. Yeah. Yeah. And those kids, I mean, those kids are, um, 
Uh, well, the youngest just turned 13. The other one's going to be 16 this year. So it's like, you know, they're, they're, they're That's older. That's just as easy as it is complicated, I'm yeah, sure. It, it is, but they could be younger and they could just eat like, I mean, they could hate me at whatever age, yeah. but luckily they don't. And we're, I'm able to connect with them in like really cool ways and they're like really cool kids and yeah. they like the video games and they like skateboarding and they like art and it's like, you know, they're, they're into cool shit that I can like re relate to them. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, like, they you're 13 and 16, but I'm 12, so yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you guys are the oldest. You guys are taking care of me. <laughs> ah, that's awesome to hear. I, re I was really hoping to get into that and kind of hear what that's like, because as I grow... It's weird. It is <laughs> it's weird. From being like a single, uh, disabled, not working, uh, like... like You're not disabled, dude. You're Filipino. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> Just, okay, disabled working skateboarder. Hey, man, I'm like Irish too, dude. Like, yeah. I'm not just Filipino, well, man. You're the one who chose the virtue signaling one that was like all like, you're the one who wanted the bonus points. If you said you're Irish, I'd be like, cool, no wonder you brought me a beer. No wonder. <laughs> yeah. We can talk shit about the Irish, those dirty fucking gingers. Yeah, we can. Nasty dude. potato eating, famine round faced fucking. We can, of the barrel, but small I dick, won't because those are my people. Dude. Oh shit, you won't. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. We know shit about everybody. I don't, oh, give, man. I don't give a shit. Damn, I just went hard at the Irish. I'm <laughs> I'm Scottish. I'm very proud oh, Scottish okay. that, ancestry. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, if we could, can I use your head dude, really quick, dude? I was just about to say that you took the words out of my. You took the to piss the out of my bladder. So I gotta piss bad. so bad. All I got right. a couple bathrooms. Let's pause. We'll right, come back well, here. Yeah, we're here. Pause. And we're back, everybody. Here very old school. Yeah, very gonna, Irish. I'm gonna hit the jaw. I'm gonna hit the head. Yeah. I think uh, when when I'd go on trips with like uh, with Haley and Ray, there's like, oh, the head. <laughs> Haley, like, oh, you're gonna hit the head. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Sounds like you're gonna get some head, honestly. Um, a hundred percent times that never happened. <laughs> but I don't I'm, ever want to get a blowjob in a bathroom. Actually, that sounds horrible. Well, I can't say I've never gotten a blowjob in a bathroom, but I can say. I think I don't want one ever again. <laughs> well, during that time, it's like I wouldn't have hated such a thing. But yeah, um, you're on tour. You got to do what you got to do. Space yeah, in yeah. space, you know. But I once uh, you see one bathroom. I never, I never one. expected such things. I, I was there to play a show. This isn't the 1980s. You were not. <laughs> there was no groupies for the crushers. <laughs> um. But I, I did meet women on the road and that, and that was cool. And then that's, uh, that's always, I mean, that's not just like going out and traveling just to like meet chicks and you know, like, I mean, that's the only reason the Beatles were in a band. That's it's the only reason. Only Kiss reason. Started a band. That's the only reason. Like they were like pussy dude. Get laid. We're yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking meet girls. It's yeah. yeah. And exactly then you meet a genus like, uh, like Yoko and it's like, you know, you just like change the course of just like greatness. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> You ever see that tweet that uh, after those celebrities did that black and white video where they're all singing the Imagine song? Yeah, I never saw Someone it. tweeted and they were like, whoever wrote that, I hope whoever, whoever wrote that Imagine song needs to be shot. Oh. And someone's like, I have some great news for you. But <laughs> That's rough. Uh, that's funny. Uh, I don't care about the Beatles at all. Um, I, I mean, it's. Everything that's a, I know that's about a whole nother, that's episode three. Everything that I know about, about the Beatles has been against my goddamn will. <laughs> every fucking song I've heard, everything. I, 
I'm good. If you wanted to talk about some music, so going. I don't, not at all. I fucking hate music. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever, dude. But um, <laughs> uh, talking about like Sean Lennon, so John Lennon's son. Um, I'm a huge Primus fan, right? So like, I love Les Claypool. I love all the bands that he's like been a part of and stuff. And he's done a project with Sean Lennon, who sounds just like John. Really. And having um, and having just like a funky like eclectic bass player, vocalist, songwriter to play with somebody like that. It's like a new twist on just like something that everybody else loves, you know, like, and it sounds just like John, but it's like his son. And it probably feels more contemporary. And it's more like modern and relatable to somebody like me. That's like, you know, like I wasn't like alive when the Beatles were kind of going and shit, you know? So to have something that's more, maybe, it's not, like, I maybe, grew up on maybe you're not as old as I thought you were. Yeah, I'm not that old, Dallas. All right, chill out. But, um, but you know, like my my youngest <laughs> memory of Sean Lennon was Moonwalker when he was like, um, getting captured by like Joe Pesci. You know, <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, he was like the kid. He was like one of the kids in Moonwalker. No, what's Moonwalker? It's the Michael Jackson movie where Joe Pesci is like the bad guy, like capturing kids. What? Yeah, Sean Lennon's one of those kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, fun fact: I'm a how funny that there's kids being captured in a Michael Jackson video. And it's not Michael Jackson. It's it's Joe Pesci. Yeah, it's Joe Pesci. So I, I I don't know. Fuck. It's like one of the few things that. I don't know if we talked about it in the last podcast, but no, I had, I had, no, I had a, it, pretend someone just started listening right now. Okay. So, um, I had this concept band that I've had mulling in my brain yes. for a really long time. And, um, I've always wanted to do a, um, a band where everybody dresses up like a different Joe Pesci character from different movies, oh. but they play Depeche mode covers and it'd be called Joe Pesci mode. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> and I've always, but like, how am I going to do Like, there's no brown Joe Pesci character, but maybe I could be the what Moonwalker the? one with like the sunglasses and the ponytail. There you and go. The, that doesn't and the, matter. <laughs> Have you seen what Netflix and Disney do? They just change all the characters. You just color correct it. Yeah, they color correct it. <laughs> they socially color correct it. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> but I really want to do Joe Pesci mode. So if there's anybody that wa- that's listening and that wants to do like a cover band with uh, Joe Pesci mode, uh, Depeche mode, Joe Pesci characters, like I... I'm a drummer and I I'll, I'll be, be what's his character's name? Gone Fish and Gus. I'll be, I'll, I'll be. And that's it. one that I haven't seen or Casino or. You haven't seen uh, Casino. That's a good one. You should Casino watch. or even Home Alone. Like Home Alone would be good. My Cousin Vinny. Have you seen any of those? Yes. Oh, I thought you were saying you haven't. No, I've seen, seen those. No, I've seen I've seen them. Yes, that's it. Oh. I, no, I saw that your heart stopped for a little while. It's like Dallas, relax. I've seen like, these movies. God, I've just seen watch these a movies. movie, you fucking loser. He's <laughs> <laughs> never seen any of those. <laughs> Who hasn't seen Home Alone? Dude, I actually watched a Godfather for the first time not too long ago. I, I did. I I didn't watch that till I was about 18, 19 years old. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Um. Second one's better. Third one's a bunch of shit. Oh, dude, what was I just about to say? I was Joe about Pesci. To bring, I was about to bring some heat right now, but I just like can't remember right oh. now. Mm, that piss just totally rocked my brain. Well, oh, I feel great. I feel. I feel relieved, but also my brain is. Uh, you know what? I heard. I heard that uh, apparently people make have better decision making skills when they need to piss. Mm-hmm. It's like an urgency thing, and you cut to the chase kind of thing. I feel that as a UPS driver. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, 
that's funny. And I won't tell you what I do to re- no, relieve I, those things. I, hey, man. I, uh, <laughs> I, I used to sit next to a UPS driver mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks one winter. Yep, yep. I had to hold the bottle. Oh, boy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> he held the bottle. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And you just drank it. Yeah. <laughs> um, took sips, took shots. Oh, so uh, something I do want to talk about is... Um, oh, yeah, let's not. Is Well, we're going to. So bring it on. You're going to want to talk about it after I talk about yeah. it. Is, um, you talk about... Uh, you, you, you post a lot of like, uh, like Mike Patton stuff. Yes. yes. I, he's and, one of my favorite musicians. And, um, I, Tomahawk, you know, there's, there's probably like a Dead few, Cross. like handful of people that I know that I'm just like, yes, like you get it. Like you yep. totally get it. And, um, one of my heroes. For sure. Yeah. And I think that as far as like our generation of us being alive, probably one of the most original front men, like writers that could actually like, not just like for a zany, like weird, like shock value kind of stuff, but dude can actually like sing. Like he it. has the greatest vocal range in rock music. He, his He's vocal range amazing. spans, I want to say six octaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it serves him well. He has faith. No more. Mr. Bungle, Phantomus, dead cross, Tomahawk. And he's vocalist for, I think, believe all of those bands. Mm-hmm. And it just, uh, has fantastic, musical composition he did the score for um place beyond the pines which is a really good derek sion france movie with uh, uh ryan gosling Bradley oh i remember he, he dies really early in that movie right? don't fucking spoil the movie <laughs> for people dude hey, if you haven't seen it now you fucked up it's and nine <laughs> years old and yeah, it is a great movie it, it is he gets he gets shot hella early but uh I but it's a great you. <laughs> i fucking hate these hey, spoiled movie that's such you a fucked up if you didn't see the movie bad already. Etiquette thing um, to do. yeah it's, it's dude like i'm just like fitting the bill here all yeah, right, like who cares? Yeah, you, so you didn't see it. You didn't see it. But um, what? Oh, dude, I used to love that chick. Who's um? Oh um, Mia Zoa um, Ava Mendez. Yeah. Oh my God, I used to be so obsessed with her. She I used to, yeah, I she's great. I didn't. She's all right. I mean, yeah. I mean, whatever, dude. That's tomato, tomato. I think. Um, I, th- I think I've been with mostly Latina chicks, so I'm like, <laughs> what? What's the fucking big deal? Um, but I mean, as far as like you know, celebrity. I don't have a lot of celebrity crushes, but yeah, she was uh, definitely one. Like, right? Whatever. You know what? That reminds me. Jennifer Lawrence still. She's coming out. There's this movie coming out that she's in, and she's like a little older. She's like a little sloppier, and cool. like, oh, so, I was like, mm, I was with my lady. We were watching. Uh, we I think we were seeing Scream Six or something, and it was one of the trailers, and. Um, I'm so you. I was so you. <laughs> I did. I didn't even say anything, but I'm. I was so used to just being like. Babe, smash, hot, what, uh, crut, you know, just like saying whatever the fuck I want. And I was like, I don't know how she's going to react to this. So but I just, just kept put that it out shit there, dude. Just put it out in the universe. I know, but it's, I'm still just kind of like, I don't need to That's not do bad myself kid, any bad favors here. But, uh, but mo- you know, but yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, I still have a fucking thing for her. She's great. Well, Ava Mendes is uh, definitely like one of the only ones that I'm like, ooh, yeah. I remember, I want to say... God, I can't remember my friend's name. It wasn't Chris Cano. It was someone mentioned the spirit, I think. I don't know if I was saw it that. The spirit? No. It was she was in one of these movies and you see her ass in it, apparently. And cool. he's like, Oh dude, Ava Mendez's ass. And I was like, What? 
Well, I think that she uh, go in training day. I think she's just like stacked up, all nude. Yeah, all all that. Great movie. How about Halle Berry and Swordfish? I'd never seen that, but I've seen the photos. Yeah, (laughs) that's my boy. Yeah, yeah, you know, dude. We all love Halle Berry. Whatever. These are all national. That was the first time I saw normal sized tits. (laughs) Oh, okay. So um, the first (laughs) you can. Can you talk about the first boobs that you ever saw in a, mo- in a movie or oh, whatever? Um, might, might be Halle Berry and Swordfish. But, really? Uh, it might be. Let me think here. It literally might be. I was at my Uncle Glenn's. I was uh, playing with toys or something, like action figures or something, in the living room with, I want to say my cousin Tristan was there, and my dad and Uncle Glenn were watching Swordfish, and uh, she like fucking drops the whatever sun whatever she has and she's like sunbathing and her tits are out and I just like stopped and paused and either my uncle or dad said oh yeah now it's got your fucking attention doesn't it <laughs> and I was like super embarrassed and I was like damn it but it might have been hell well maybe he wasn't wrong got your attention yeah it did what about you what was your first uh um, movie, I, th- I want to say to my, to my memory I want to say that it was um National Lampoon Vacation, Beverly D'Angelo, the shower scene. Oh, I don't remember this. So there's a scene where Chevy Chase comes in and she's showering and he pretends he's doing like the psycho hey, scene hey, with, with psycho, the banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I'm just like, whoa, my, my heart stopped. I'm like, oh my God, like that's, those are boobs. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, <whoa>. <laughs> that's crazy. Dude, they, film, like I don't think maybe, maybe it's different now with the way the internet is, but movies activating the sexuality of young boys and men is a classic tradition. Yeah. It is. Um, my dad used to have a rule for me when we'd go to the video store. I could only get rated R movies if there was tits and ass in it. <laughs> T and A, as he a, said. That's a crazy rule. It's a crazy fucking rule. So I was just like, oh. <laughs> so I just used to see like Horrible shit for my age, <laughs> growing up, movie-wise well, cool. at least. And that's cool. It was distracting me from the horrible shit that was going on in the house. Thankfully, um, great escape. But yeah, damn, good. At, oh man, mm. how fun. Yeah. Oh, so um, talking about Mike Patton. Yes. Okay. So um, I grew up listening to Oingo Boingo a lot. I'm a huge Danny Elfman fan, yeah. right? Like, Dude, I'm a, who knew he was so tatted up? He's, yeah, it's something looking. that he, I mean, he's always been in like really great shape, but now that he's kind of like been more um, present in like the social media and yeah. stuff like that, he's 69 years old, right? And yeah. he's in incredible shape. And yeah, he's he just is. talking about more about the music he was listening to when he was getting his, his tattoos and... Um, you know, like just lifting weights and it's like, that guy's in incredible shape. He's in incredible shape. And how he went to a Mr. Bungle show and he was like hanging out with Mike Patton and he was just like, there's no, he was just talking about like this front man is like a, a force to be reckoned with, you know, like he's just an incredible front man. And, and it's like somebody to me, like Danny Elfman is like, is here. Like he's a, yes. he's a God to me. And just like, Greatness, recognizing greatness, like my very validating, and you know the direction that my uh, that Mr. Bungle is going is like kind of in a more like metal direction, 
but the fact that like Mike Patton can be in a, in, in the music industry for this this long and just like have such an original sound is just like phenomenal, you know, just like all the Faith No More stuff that he did to be like kind of like the MTV po poster boy, mm -hmm. and um, but having like the originality like Mr. Bungle. It's just like he's always just searching and he can sing, he can croon, like he's just like such a talent is such range. a talented insane guy. Range, yeah. An insanely talented guy that I'm so fascinated by. Just like so but you know, for somebody like Danny Elfman that is just like gonna just really recognize that it's like, all right, well there is some validation to some like what I'm thinking there. is you know, like Mike Patton is Oh, uh, you want to hear a funny Blake story? Yeah. Blake, oh, yeah. Blake uh, All right, so you want to hope we'd get into some Blake. All right, so uh, with Blake, so Blake is still I will consider one of my best friends of all time. Before you continue, if you guys don't know who Blake is, you need to go back to Ben Cabriano's first appearance on the Bad Etiquette podcast for context and listen, yes. and you will understand what Ben's about to proceed with. So Blake. Um, I got my musical start with playing with another person instrumentally with like, I never, I never thought in my life I'd play an instrument. I never thought I would be in a band. I never thought I would play shows. I never thought I'd be on records, this and that. I never would have got that start without Blake. And Blake has always been the most creative and talented and zany and just demented person that I've ever met. Just like so eclectic and crazy. Um, so a long time ago, um, my cousin was engaged to this music producer. He used to manage Les Claypool and, uh, and Rob Zombie and like all these people. Um, and so we got these tickets to go see Les Claypool and his fancy band at the Wiltern in LA. And, um, I don't know if I want to, I'll, I'll talk about it like off the air, but like I, have, <laughs> I, I have, I, I had ingested some things that made me feel ill before like the drive over to the venue, but like, <laughs> um, showing up to the venue, I see my girlfriend and her ex fiance and, uh, I didn't even think I'd be able to make it into the show because I was just like feeling so shit. And um, it's like, yeah, like Les wants to hang out with you guys after the show. And I'm just like, no way. That's insane. Like Les Claypool wants to hang out with us after the show that he's playing at the Wiltern. That's wild. Yeah. Like one of my base heroes. Like I, I love the way that he plays. I'm a huge fan. I'm like, oh, wild. And, um, so this band that opened up from was called Secret Chiefs 3. And they were... And it's the the guitar player from Mr. Bungle, um, Trey Sprance, and he is like they're all wearing like monk robes, wow. and they're playing like really Eastern heavy, um, odd timing signature. The band was phenomenal. Like I'm just like, oh my god! Like my mind was blown when we saw them. Like these guys are insane. And then Les Claypool played. And uh, before their encore, Blake's like, let's get out of here. Let's like, fuck all these guys. Like, let, let's get out of here. Let's get out of Like before the, uh, you know, like the traffic gets too bad. <laughs> and my cousins that were just like zombies following him, like we're supposed to hang out with Les after the show. Like, well, we've hung out with him before. I'm like, huh? what the fuck? And so they left before, you know, like they, they went past the point of no return. Yeah. And I'm just standing there like, 
And I guess like Les Claypool was just like waiting for us, just like, where are these guys? Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh my God. And I didn't talk to Blake for like a couple of weeks after that. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward to like maybe like six or seven years after that, that band Secret Chiefs 3 is playing at the old Slow Brew. Yeah. And um, classic. I loved that venue. Probably my Missed favorite show. Pole. I love the pole. I love seeing just like everybody just getting the face smashed in by that pole right over there. A lot of good men went down over there. Mm -hmm. Um, And this band played Secret Chiefs. There's maybe, if I'm being generous, like 20 people that were at Slow Brew. And I'm like, these guys are, and the drummer from Mr. Bungle was playing from that night. I'm like, that's Danny Heifetz, that's crazy. And um, so they got done. And then Trey was at the bar and I was like, hey dude. Like on the drive, backpedaling a little bit. Like on the drive up, it was me and this dude I'm not friends with anymore and Blake and um, Blake's like, we're going to go backstage and we're going to go hang out with those guys. And I'm like, dude, like, shut up. I'm like, we're not, we're not, we're not doing any of that. And, uh, and so we're at the bar, they get done playing. And like Trey Sprance from Mr. Bungle is like sitting right next to us. So like we buy him a drink, we're talking to him. And then um, they get in this, like, like Blake is like talking to him about like, kind of like political stuff. And I don't know, they're, they're getting into like some weird, like realm, some weird realm. And I kind of phase out of the, the conversation a little bit, but I'm like, this is wild. Like hanging out with this dude is like crazy. This guy's played for seas of people, you know? And I love Mr. Bungle. I love like secret chiefs and, um, Blake and him just getting this conversation. And they're just like talking about like all this weird shit. So we go next door. I'm like, I'm hungry. And that's when that French fried place used to be right next to the uh, Belle Frites. I think that's what it used to be called. It was like a French fry joint. So get some French fries, just a snack on something. We come back. Blake is just like standing up like this. And he's like talking to Trey, like pointing down at him. Oh and, the, and the guy is just like, his hand is in his jaw, just like. And Blake's just like, you are blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and the conversation ended with just like, Blake just going like, give me your arm. So he hands his arm out like this. And Blake like grabs his arm like this. He's like, you're, you're an angry person. Like I'm taking your anger from you. You're not angry anymore. And the guy just like, Trey just like started crying insanely, like profusely and just like ran backstage. And I'm just like, what the f- I'm like, what the fuck? And Blake just looks at me. He's like, we're going backstage. Oh and, um, <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, I'm going wherever Blake's going. <laughs> and so Blake's going backstage and he's just like, Trey is just like being like cuddled by his security guard. He's in like crying in tears, like crying in tears. <laughs> and, um, and so Blake is it like, uh, Blake is like talking. He's like, I don't, ever want to see you again until you change your attitude. You're an angry person. I took that anger away from you. You're an angry person. You need to shut the fuck up and stop being a baby. Oh and then, my fucking God. And then Trey looks over at me. He's like, your friend right here is the wisest person I've ever met in my life. You need to listen to every word that man has to say. And I'm thinking of all the things that happened. Like, and I'm just like, I've seen this dude eat raw hamburgers covered in ants off the floor. And I'm just like, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'll and, be sure to do that. And then I just give Trey like a big old hug. And it was just like a weird, like, um, like connection of just like, it's like, yeah, dude, like, like bro hugs. And, um, and it was like the weirdest, like 
si- we didn't listen to music on the way home. We were just like all quiet and Blake's just like breathing all intensely all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh but that's like a, that's like crazy. Like that guy's pl- played for, you know, he's the guitarist for Mr. Bungle. Yeah. He has played for a sea of people. And then Blake just like got in his head like Hannibal Lecter and broke him down. You know, like Blake is the person that's going to be able to do it. My best friend. (laughs) You know, uh, I never want to meet Blake. I hope you do. (laughs) I hope you do. And you know, like. I can't wait for him to be on the podcast. But he would have to be sitting next to him. It's it's hard because, you know, like he. uh, So I think the last time we spoke, he was living in a van. And then he bought my dad's RV off of my dad. And he was like living on the side of the freeway doing his TikTok thing. I think he might've deaded the account, but he like got a lot of attention on that. And I don't like TikTok, but I'm like, I give Blake my full support because he's one of my most creative and best friends. Um, But he has recently like, you know, like settled down. He has a kid. I haven't seen the guy in a really long time. Our schedules don't really agree to be able to, you know, like hang out or see each other. But like, if there's something that I'm the most thankful for, it's just like, that guy, we were able to connect and do some really creative shit. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm able to do now. You yeah. know, like he facilitated able- that for you. Yeah, and and you know, as far as like, I never thought that I would be able to. You know, like I was gonna be a drummer that'd be able to play in a band. He made you feel comfortable with yourself. Yeah, but it's like I it's not so much like he made me feel comfortable with myself, but I was able to relate to him. He's like a huge Ren and Stimpy fan. He's like into just like <laughs> Do you ever watch the Spike TV Ren and Stimpy? It was the shit. Adult stuff? It was it was absolute shit. Like I loved it. so, so here good. That's but, the only Ren and Stimpy I knew growing up. See, this is what I was watching when I was a kid at my so dad's John, apartment. So John John Kay, so he got like canned from Ren and Stimpy after the first season, and that's when Billy West started doing this the voices for Ren and Stimpy, and then I got canned from Nickelodeon. And then he, you know, they had their, so the first season, it's like, there's definitely a lot of John K influence, but, um, so Ren and Stimpy is my favorite cartoon of all time. So I can nerd about, about, I just gathered that it's, it's in like, that's my favorite cartoon. I love cartoons, but the, the spike TV, uh, Ren and Stimpy is just like so perverted. It's so good. It's, but it, it's like, it shows because like John Kay was like grooming young women. Like, for, like he was, he, he was like, he had like a four, he had like a 14 year old girlfriend that he oh was. Oh my God. Oh, I love this Spike TV, the perv show. Yeah. But he was like grooming like a 14 year old intern, um, to be like an animator for the show and was like advocating that in his cartoon to, you know, like date this like 14 year old girl, which is bad yeah (laughs) no fucking kidding it's really fucking bad thank you for clarifying but uh you know like he created a lot of genius in creating something like ren and stimpy so it's like you know like with michael jackson michael jackson is one of like my favorite like artists of all time do it's like separating the art from the artists yeah you know like i i love the things that they did but i also really fucking hate the things that they may or may not have done allegedly you know it's even more difficult when the person's really good and their art is shit yeah. is separating uh, the artist from the art. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, sorry dude, you're, that's awful. Get away yeah. from me. Well, that's easy for, easier are. for me to separate. Cause I'm just like, Oh, the, the art sucks. And that dude is like, he's all right. But it's, it's, 
I'll, I'd rather I'll, I'd rather separate the person from the art, enjoy the art, than just have an insuffer like a person that's super cool, but they just have this insufferable art around them all the time, yeah. whether it be music or movies or TV or or paintings or something. Yeah. But there's a lot there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of bands that it's like fuck it's not it's not really like my cup of tea but it's like yeah, I yeah, you're yeah. a good enough homie that I'm going to go and and maybe buy a shirt I'll go and check out your show it's not my cup of tea whatsoever but oh, it's dude people who support my podcast thank you guys yeah it's super cool thank you for listening to me <laughs> <laughs> I got to have guests on otherwise no one would listen anymore yeah yeah well thank you for having me again man yeah, I, pre- no, I appreciate I appreciate this long drive to Lompoc for you to have me on here. Yeah. Oh, I'm just, I'm just okay. kidding. It's, I'm a, I'm a driver. Okay, That's all I do is drive. And I I, this is a short drive. I figured. Yeah, to drive. me, it's a short drive. I do, do, did it all the time growing up. And then like I used to Mellow. work in Santa Maria. Mellow. Mellow. Super so, mellow. Yeah. I don't like when the service and like my music cut out by the bass. But other yeah. than that, totally fine. Yeah. Um. um what else? What do you want to talk about? Yeah. Don't, t- talk to me about something. Let, let, let me, I don't think we have to push, but I did yeah, push take it. a couple notes just in case. because I want. I, we mostly organically always get to talk about these kinds of things. So yeah. the notes are really like a secondary fallback <laughs> kind of thing. Excuse me. Oh, my God. Well, you said you love cartoons. Yes. What about movies? Are you a movie guy? Because I was a little worried. You said you didn't watch these movies, but you did. And then I, I'm a fucking movie nerd. I it, used to be heavy into film when I was in high school, but now it's it's become a time thing. Where it's I'm not, such a time thing. It's such I, a time I can't thing watch that, movies ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> I actually, me and my girlfriend just watched The Godfather for the first time not too long ago. Really? Yeah. And... Um, my buddy Blair, he's like, the second one is better than the first one. That's right? what I just said earlier, yeah. And I, you know, like, so uh, what is it on? Is it on Amazon or, or no, it's Paramount. It's, uh, we watched The Offer, and that's like about the making of The Godfather. Oh. It's a great series. Like, okay. I was so sad when it was over. Oh, it's yeah. a great, great show. Um, but uh, Paramount, it, you have one of those weirder, like, like B, not B, but like the, the less thought of streaming services. You look very defensive right now. I'm just going to say. Uh, I, I, uh, like, mm. I, I borrowed the password from a friend. So it's like, not like I bought it or dude, anything, dude, but there's some good shit on there. You know what's so. funny? Me and my ex do not talk anymore. Um, not very good terms. We both still have like all our streaming profiles. And I, I think <laughs> so that's, she still uses it. I still use it. So it's, it's like, healthy, we though. may not talk anymore, but no fucking Hulu is staying. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> it. That's like an unspoken shit. It's that's like, so and then, and then so as time goes on, it's like, Hey, so what do you want to do about this Hulu password? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, Hey, if you want to, if you have a Hulu password, like I'll happily take that. We're looking for Hulu and we're looking for HBO. So, <laughs> cause I want to watch, uh, I want to watch uh, Sopranos again. So like I'd happily do yeah. it. If you got those passwords, I'll gladly take them this oh, way. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's kind of awkward. Cause like I, I'll go watch, want to watch a movie with my lady now. And I'm like, yeah, just ignore that name right there on the profile. We're well, hitting Dallas's I mean, profile. like, I think a lot of the, uh, I we're think, adults, but still, I think, I think what my girlfriend Hannah says is like a lot of the passwords that we have for her accounts is like, she tactfully acquired these pack 
pass or uh, passwords. So like, I had to suck a dick to get these passwords. We're keeping the fucking password. <laughs> it wasn't. It was. It was marriage. Like that. That was her alimony. It's just yeah. like yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like all enough. right. So I was married. This, this is back for that long. This is these are these are passwords that I earned. And <laughs> I'm like, all right. Well, I'm reaping all the benefits. Like John Lovitz from Wedding Singer. So oh, like I'll shit. take that. Um, but as far as movies go. Before I tell you my favorite movies of all time, tell me your favorite movies. Oh, that's uh, really difficult. Um, it's more of like a mood thing, like what I'm feeling in that kind of time of the year mm. that I can really answer that. Um, I love Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the David Fincher version. Um, Trent Reznor did the intro music with Attic. Oh, I didn't Ross. know that. Uh, and they cover Led Zeppelin's Immigrant Song. Oh, and cool. they actually, I want to say, won an Oscar for the opening sequence oh, wow. for effects. And so, so um, I love that movie. That one, I have a lot of like movies that are strictly just sentimental. And it, it's, I, I don't know, man. Fight Club pops up there, but that's less and less as time goes on. It was mm. just the movie I think I've seen the most, right. hilariously enough. Mm. Um, all the cool things about what the character likes about Fight Club is similar to jujitsu mm. of like, oh, like all the noise and volume in life gets turned down. Nobody can fuck with you. You feel so good. Like, will you see someone with cauliflower ear out there? You like, you know, give them a little nod. You get it. Like, oh, yeah. It's totally like it's, it's this weird... Uh, parallel in, in relatability mm -hmm. and not just like weird edgy like uh, white guy in modern America type thing yeah. <laughs> that, it, that it is for a lot of people um, one of them is Stoker with uh, Mia Wasikowska the one who played Alice in the new Alice in Wonderland movies I never saw them. she it's like a horror not a horror it's like a thriller and that is always up there in rotation of my one of my favorite movies bronson oh yeah of course it's good but there's certain I it's crazy how much that dude actually looked like the real bronson too yeah uh, <laughs> i actually have his uh autobiography right here you do just have it right there <laughs> Oh, you have two of them. So, so, oh, my God, yeah. dude. That's crazy. Yeah. I yeah, that looks just like him. Dude, he was wild, man. That was a scary-ass man. He's probably still pretty scary. He's still in prison. He renounced his life of violence, changed his name to Charles Salvador in honor of Salvador Dali, and he just does art now. Wow. And painting and stuff. And a lot of his illustrations are actually in that um, biography there. And the solitary fitness book there uh, started my workout routine, or like when I was a teenager, and changed me from like a like a do nothing bitch to like someone who actually. Can I borrow this book? Yeah, of course. I'll bring it back. I swear. Sure, sure. Uh, you're not even the first person to borrow it. It would be great. Sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Borrow it. It's fantastic. It it just like like strictly calisthenics. It's about him doing all of these workouts in his fucking cell, right? His cage, you know, mm -hmm. where he's like, I don't have weights. I can't, they don't yeah. trust me with workout equipment. I'm doing 3,000 sit-ups and 2,000, or I'm doing, you know, like a, a day. Yeah. Push-ups a day, you know what I mean? And Fuck, that's so crazy, It dude. just changed my whole perspective on like 
acquiring things over time. And like, I just used to do like, you know, a couple hundred pushups a day, just mm-hmm. like, just cause over time it's like, Oh, you just do 25 now, 25 later, 25. And it's just like, you know, fucking 200 pushups a day. And I have plenty of time to kill. But you can do 2000 when you're in like a, <laughs> yeah. When you have nothing else better to do, you fucking, <laughs> and you're not trusted with anything else. Like yeah. why not do 3000? <laughs> and he does some super quick and you can see it in the, beginning of the movie Bronson where mm. Tom Hardy is actually like doing these super fast push-ups. Mm. So I always do my push-ups like that now mm. and always did them. And I love having push-up contests with people. Cause I'm not like terribly strong, I'm not stronger than a lot of people, you know, I'm not fucking in super great shape, but push-ups I can fucking like crank out like a motherfucker, which cool. is cool. And I don't really do them very often, but just crank them out. That that's a good book. But uh, yeah. And how, how do the, uh, push-ups feel on your back like afterwards um right now fine i'm pretty sure like i haven't had any uh issues as far as that goes and um do you feel like you're stronger after you do them after i do them yeah i actually did a bunch of goblet squats and uh squats and um kettlebell press what are these called fucking shoulder i forget what they're called Mm. clean and press clean and press squat clean and press with uh with a kettlebell and it felt great this morning. It felt Good. like, Oh cool. Like I don't feel like I'm compromised in my back felt like mm-hmm. it strengthened and warm, brought warm blood flow to my back. So cool. big thing. So unfortunately that is kind of a drawback to calisthenics is like weights are better. Right. <laughs> weights, right, are, right, weights are superior. Right. But if you don't have shit, it's like nothing's off the table. Yeah. You know? No, it, it changed me from like being like a weak little, like soft person to, uh, you know, a big, strong, soft person. <laughs> yeah. It, it did change my life. I love that book and I love, uh, that movie. I just watched it by chance one day and then changed my last name to Bronson and just never fucking. Oh, that's where that came from. Yeah. That's where it came from. Oh. Fucking, I was 16, 17 years old and I changed it on Facebook to Dallas Bronson <laughs> and my friends made fun of me and we used to loiter in fast food restaurants. We used to go to the uh, you have these little like hardcore shows, punk shows or whatever mm-hmm. around here. And I sometimes would be like at the door, be like a little like bouncer version for them. Cause there was no one legit around and they'd be like, Oh fucking Dallas Bronson's here. Like they just mock me and it became like, a, Oh, don't fuck with Dallas Bronson like joke. And other people heard it, didn't realize it was a joke. And it was like a, Oh, it's Bronson. And then people just still just call me Bronson <laughs> to this day. Very funny. Very hilarious how it's like Beagle. Josh Beagle. Yeah. Beagle one is him. Like, yeah. Just like, oh, you look like that dude. And like you, now you are. Now like, you are the dude. Yeah, Beagle. Yeah. yeah. And it's like Josh who? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, who was Josh Beagle? Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of. Um, that's cool. What about you? What favorite movies? Um, I could tell you right off the bat that my, like, I lean into a more comedic uh, I don't. Relief. I don't. I don't like comedy movies. I. I mean. I'm I enjoy. Always, I enjoy them. I'm always looking to laugh. So that's beautiful. Um, Cable Guy is my <laughs> favorite movie. Really, of all time. number I've, one. Number one. I've, favorite movie of all time is Cable Guy. I but it's a dark it. comedy. You know, it's I not. Love, it's it's not myself just, and Irene is one of my. That's favorite a great one. Like Jim Carrey has done some great things, but Cable Guy is so. The year before Cable Guy came out, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and Ace Ventura came out. So those are bit that that's a big year for Jim Carrey. And then Cable Guy came out, and it didn't get good reviews. But I remember when Cable Guy came out, I was eight or nine years old, and 
I loved that movie right off the bat. I've always wanted to go to Medieval Times. I'm never gone. <gasps> That's so funny. Next month is my birthday, and I'm going to Medieval Times oh for the very first time. Oh, my I'm gonna, God. I'm doing the whole cable guy experience. Like, I'm looking forward to it so much. I'm so fucking excited because I, I mean, cable guy is my favorite movie. Like, That's I so love funny. it. The Andy Dick scene. It's like Andy Dick's in that movie, which That's is like fucking crazy, which is wild. It's like, it's an all-star cast, but it's, it's so good. Um, but other movies, uh, let's see, like if I'm outside of the comedy realm, like Silence of the Lambs is one of my favorites. Like I love that movie. I, I can watch, watch it over anytime. and over yeah, and over. Absolutely. Um, but if I want to watch like something stupid, like, like beginning to end and rewind it and watch it again. I could watch Tenacious D pick of destiny. I could watch orgasmo. I could watch like all these like movies that just make me laugh. Like so fucking hard. I don't, what is it about like growing up? Like, did you just have a nicer childhood or like, where like you can enjoy goofy stuff? Cause like um, when I see goofy stuff now, like I have to be in the mood and I have to really f- set it up and facilitate it and I get so like I need like if I have a movie on before I go to sleep mm. gotta be murder death violence mayhem bullets gut like something dark Love that going team. on needs to be happening mm-hmm. because it was like oh life's kind of shitty but at least that shit's not going on I can sleep very peacefully knowing it's not that bad and it was always just like a great like uh dispersion and decompression yeah i mean going going back to my childhood like i grew up with a awesome family like my dad he worked in law enforcement for 30 years in the city of santa maria my mom sweetest lady like i have a younger sister i had a great upbringing cool. like everything every, cool. everything was great you know good but good. um that, that like, makes me happy because yeah because it, it 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 shows that like if you love and nurture someone they're gonna come out as a cool person and you know like it, with a lot of people that are pretty anti-law enforcement stuff there is there's some good people and i look at that like people like my dad that's like i think that was he got to leave the um his work with his health head held up held up high and Nobody could really say too many bad things about the guy. He he knew how to talk to people. He got to help a lot of people. He got to, you know, like work on a lot of cases that just like really changed a lot of people's lives for the better and yeah. stuff like that. And there's a lot of people that don't like law enforcement. It's like, but they don't like can, the idea of it and they don't like these fringe results you get on viral videos. But from the most part, every experience I've, I've had with uh, law enforcement outside of their job mm. is these are normal, cool people. Yeah. And the byproduct of their employment isn't the whole of them, isn't all of them. Like, and it, I admit- it, w- it would be such a dumb sweeping generalization. And it usually is, is people who are just like painting. Like it's like, um, it's like that's, that's just like a. That's like saying all Starbucks baristas suck. Exactly. And it's, I've it's, met, like, I've, it's like this. Dude, I've met so many cops that I'm just like, this guy's acting like an asshole, man. Like, yeah. and I'm just like, yes, sir, no, sir. You know, like getting busted for skating at a spot that you're not supposed to or mm-hmm. something. And I'm, I'm being respectful, and it's like, oh, you've never talked to a, a police officer, uh, officer before, have you? And I'm like, actually, my dad's a cop. I've been living with him for the past my whole like, life, my, my entire <laughs> life. It's like, oh. And maybe their demeanor will change or maybe, maybe it won't. But 
it's, you know, like living with a cop, I've, I've had, you know, like learned to talk to other law enforcement. I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers. I'm, it's like, dude, like I'm not trying to fight anybody. It's, it's, it's just learning how to talk to people, but there's a lot of people that are out there doing good. You know, like I'm not, I don't like and bad. the people who are doing it now really want to be doing it because there's such a stigma culturally around it. Oh, for sure. And oh, it, for sure. It, it makes it so much more like admirable and interesting. And I uh, fortunately get to had to got to interface with a lot of them in jujitsu, mm-hmm. a lot of sheriffs. Oh, a lot, yeah. A lot of them are mo- mostly even so, even too. Some, uh, CHP, which, mm-hmm. you know, not a real cop, but whatever. You know, <laughs> I, they're hall monitors. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 you know, like I'll back whatever they're doing, but of course I'm not going to back anything that's like not right. And yeah, other cops are not going to back whatever they're not doing is right. It's mm-hmm. like, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, the internet is just ruining and, you're seeing a lot of bad things on the internet for bad cops doing bad things that, and other good cops are being like, yeah, that cop there, is like, there that are, there's good cops doing good things beside of the internet too. And yeah. I get to watch a lot of those mm-hmm. and you can watch cops shoot people who needed to be shot. Yeah. Even if that's the genre you're looking for is police shootings, but and, the, the internet, which isn't edit, the entirety of it, but either. the internet's going to show like the little parts of like, buff, you know, like the little parts of them just like shooting. Oh, that person was unarmed. It's like, well, you didn't see what that person was doing before. He's unarmed because he, he, he left the knife in the lady. He yeah, he just, he, he yeah, he just, he just stabbed this person, and then like they're chasing after this person that's at large right now. It's like, but you know, it's great that there's people who are willing to dress up, go put their themselves in a situation that I wouldn't want Joe Schmo with the fucking laundromat trying to correct with for his sure. fucking side. For arm. sure, you know what I mean. For sure. So I guess going back to what we were talking yeah. about, it's like I had a pretty dope upbringing like my I had a family that showed me a lot of love my dad worked in this job a really wild job where he was you know like early cop in Santa Maria too in Santa Maria um, is a strange hotbed for stuff on this beautiful central coast yeah oh yeah stuff that like people don't talk about and he was a detective and he didn't like all this cool he did all you know he was like lead investigator for like a lot of shit he probably worked with a swack um Fucking, I'm forgetting his name right now, but the Dragon Slayer was his name, uh, detective. Anyway, it's not important. Maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm sure. My dad's, my dad's like the mayor. He knows everybody, dude. And like he's, he really knows just like absolutely everybody. I love my dad. We still go surfing when I'm able to surf, and he's surfing more. Warms than I, my heart to yeah. see when you post about it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. yeah he's. Great guy. Bernie's my my great dad guy. was just here yesterday. Not to throw it in everyone's face who doesn't have a good relationship with their dad or a dad anymore. Uh, it, it was, I showed him my grandfather's obituary mm. that I had. And I was like, oh, we were talking about our uh, my grandpa and stuff. And he had broken an ashtray that his brother had gotten for, for them at, at his house. And uh, I was like, oh, that's I have grandpa's last pack of cigarettes right here. Grandpa was a big smoker. Mm-hmm. He died about 10 years ago, and he had this carton of cigarettes in the drawer where he kept scissors underneath the microwave at my grandparents' house. I knew where it was, always knew where it was. I was about 17, 18 when he died, so I knew. I was like, okay, I'm going to take these. These are, like, sentimental, valuable. This, it was just, like, for whatever reasons, where my mind went. And I pulled out uh, his obituary, and my dad had never seen it. Oh, wow. And it was really 
cool to like give him that and yeah. have him read it and kind of and he got a little teary eyed and I was like fuck yes winning winning today yes you smoke any of the smokes no they're still unopened oh wow yeah you, are you going to I don't know maybe someday <laughs> if they stick around yeah. I just might but that's a yeah um yeah powerful stuff man um life's a trip yeah um if there's something that I, uh, I don't know how long we've been doing this for, but I do want to kind of talk about some skateboarding for a Let's little bit. Let's do it. Oh, please. I um, love talking about skateboarding because I'm dying to get back to it. Yeah. Um, so last year, the city of Santa Maria kind of took away the free park. Like they just like took all the ramps away. Yeah. Right. So they, they took all the ramps away. And we're just like, what the heck is going on? You know, like they, like they put random. signs up and they said like routine maintenance, like open in March of 2023. And it, that's like all the information, information they gave us. And, um, we're just like, what the heck? Like they just took the entire skate park away. Like, like it, it's gone. It. Like I mean, it's, they are their composite ramps. Yeah. And it's like, okay, routine maintenance. And so why are you going to take an entire skate park away from like the community and from the kids or adults or whatever? And so this, um, this city meeting, um, that was held at the, um, was it the, yeah, Manami center. Um, they, they built like a whole new fence around the park. It's like, all right, you really want to keep people out. Like this is insane. You know, like there's nothing even in here. You want to keep people out. There's no skate park in here, but there's all these homeless people that are just like parked in the parking lot. There's people in the park that are like shooting up drugs, living in the parking lot. And it's like, you're writing kids uh, tickets for not wearing helmets, but there's all this stuff that's happening because it's easier to write kids tickets for not wearing helmets. Like what the heck is going on? So, um, so we heard that uh, a city of Santa Maria meeting was happening at the at the Manami Center, and so it's like, all right, like whoever's available. I think I took a day off of work. I'm like, whoever's available, like show up to this meeting. Just yeah. like, just show up. So you know, like me and Dan Pankratz, we will occasionally will meet like once a week, and like I have a whole note, notebook mm-hmm. thing like full of things like talk about, um, and so. There was like maybe like 20, 25 of us, 25 of us. And so like we spoke, they gave us three minutes in this open forum to like talk about it. Um, we made a lot of like reactions to the, like the commissioner and just like powerful people with the city that are just like, oh, you know, like this is really empowering that all you guys like showed up to this meeting and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so we're like trying to communicate on like how to make like the skateboarding scene like better you know like because look look at everywhere around us like santa barbara is building their third skate park right so there's there's galita santa barbara i think carpinteria is opening up a new park yes like they're talking about it california skate park is doing that one as well wow that's yeah see that that that's crazy so like the city of santa barbara that's three skate parks Mm -hmm. lompoc is talking about like demoing their old park and they're going to build a new park on top of it yeah. Napomo, you see like what Napomo is like building. It's just like, and then, so we get these American, uh, ramp companies, like what, whatever the company is called. Like, yeah, that's cool for like, a like the old ramps that used to be at the free park are dumped off 
at Atkinson Park at the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. Like a graveyard of these broken ramps on this rough asphalt. And that's like what you consider like a skate park. You used to write tickets for people not wearing helmets in Orchid, but now you just leave them in this alleyway in downtown Santa Maria where you don't even care what the hell is going on yeah, over there. Yeah, those roads aren't fixed. The area is, isn't it's, maintained the way it's uh, bad. different parts of the city are. It's so bad. And then bad. you're leaving these hand-me-down ramps over there. It shows what you kind of care and think of. The ramps are more of a hazard than anything because they have holes in them. The ra- the ground is bad. The ramps are bad. doesn't look you're, good. It doesn't look good. And, um, and so... They're like, oh, we took the skate park away because of routine maintenance. It's like, okay, so you took an entire skate park away so that these people that you, that you bought the ramps for, uh, from can like look at the ramps. So we had this like community meeting. And so um, me and Dan and other people in this group text or this email thread, we're like emailing like the city of Santa Maria. We're having these meetings. We're trying to like create awareness for um, future skateboarding in Santa Maria. It's like, yeah, they did get like, I guess you can call it an upgrade. I guess it's more of a reboot, if anything, of yeah. like, because you saw the free park yeah. when you're at the Fat Jam. It's it's different. The kids are hyped. And as long as the kids are hyped, that's cool. This is but very cool because not having it is way worse. Yeah, for an entire year almost, there was nothing for like, where are the kids going to go? You know, you're going to take them to Atkinson. They're already taking the bus to San Luis where they have a whole new skate park the skate park, it's like cool in sections, but it doesn't have any flow. It sucks. Like yeah. we, we all hate the slow park. Yeah, we do. It sucks. And, um, but you know, like nobody is fronting on like helmets or, you know, it's like if there's, if you're going to be bringing law enforcement to a skate park, it's like, if you want to get like, keep the gangs or the fights or the drug use, it's like, yeah, if you're going to go and drink a beer or smoke some weed, take it to your car, take it around the corner, just get that shit like away from here. I get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not against smoking weed. I'm not against drinking beer. It's just like, keep it away from like impressionable kids, Absolutely. I guess. Yeah. And the city of Santa Maria is like, oh, helmets, 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 helmets. It's like, oh, but what about this? And what about that? Hmm. A lifelong addiction to alcohol and, and a possible drug or a helmet for something I'm, what? Yeah, like, it's like, like how many people actually fucking die from skateboarding? All it takes is one for them to just like worry about it. Yeah, but, but, but they have no problem with everyone being subjected to this other shit that they're not bothering to enforce or yeah, don't have and, the and, same uh, vitriol to enforce the same. Right, right. And so they're they're gonna go. Volition. They they pull they pull into the skate park at Free Park. They see all these people like all these homeless people like people just like doing circles around their cars, just like itching their face. But then they see an eight-year-old not wearing a helmet inside of a skate park in this hamster cage where they want the skateboarders to be, and they're going to write these kids tickets. But let's address like all the other riffraff that's happening outside of the skate park, which is insane. You know, you're you're really just like holding these like kids down. You're not able to let them grow. This used to happen at the Lompoc Park. It used to, and that's what I told them at the city time. meeting. It's like, look at what's happening around. Lompoc doesn't enforce any of this stuff. Like they'll probably take a lap to get rid of like, you know, like if there's fights or, or anything around that Grover beach, Santa Barbara, um, Ventura, like all these, all these skate parks, like they are not doing anything. Like they're not trying to oppress like these kids that just like can't afford to have helmets, like to be at the one place that they, the city wants them to be. One of the dudes at the city meetings, like, 
I'm homeless. I don't have a helmet. They don't want me here. I can't be here. And he wants to skate, but he has nowhere else to go. You know, that's like you're oppressing just the youth of your local community to not be in the one place where they're trying to find their safe haven. Yeah. Which doesn't make which any is, sense. Which is what skateboarding is for so many people. For so many people. And that's why it connects people. so many people from broken homes, from regular homes, from anything. It from is any such home. a great escape, such a outlet for creativity and community and to be trivialized and have something like a financial burden of like a ticket or have your, it changes who you're seen as when you're a mm-hmm. kid. Cause you're getting uh, reprimanded in this l- legal way. And then yeah. <laughs> it, it's not a pretty way to fucking treat kids. Right. And so now with the skate park open again, um, me and Dan Pankratz. Um, so we, we were talking a lot more often, but, my life got really busy. He recently has yeah, lost his dad. Um, and so it's, it's been hard for us to find a schedule. And I know that he's got bigger fish to fry and he like family is really important. He really needs to be with family. Totally understandable. But like there's somebody that like is really good with communicating and how to like approach, um, such tactics to be able to like, talk to city officials or just like to be like a really powerful voice in the community. Dan is that guy. And, um, I love being able to talk with Dan about skateboarding. Um, so if there, if there is anything that I could talk about on here today, it's the infant stages of a nonprofit or not for profit thing that we are trying to work on to raise awareness for central coast skateboarding, Santa Maria proper, um, if anything, and talking with the parks and rec department, there is a site in Santa Maria where there is supposed to be a future plan for a cement skate park. And, um, but what we need to do is get the money. And that's like what we saw when we went to the city meetings, it's like the pickleball community, it's like raising money. It's like all like the tennis and baseball communities, they're raising money to be able to like show up for their community. Totally get it. I love all those things. That's cool. But what we need to do as a community is raise money to be able to show up for our community. Right. And so, um, this on these, in these infant stages, we're like talking about, it's not really named yet. We're trying to think of something that's not sounding like so cringy, like advocates or, you know, like sounding like super like liberal, just like, glasses real, real buzzwords yeah, 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 yeah like all that, all that stuff like i'm not we're not trying to like aim for anything like that but it's like what like so like talking about what is going to be able to raise money for santa maria skateboarding um talking about um you know maybe we talked with some people at naughty oak about like brewing beers and for every pint of beer that is sold like going towards like santa maria skateboarding That'd be cool. Central talking City about skateboarding so yeah, something easy like that, like San, like Santa Maria Skateboard Association, like mm-hmm. something easy like that. It's we'll we'll get to it when we have the time, like an official name, but like essentially what we're trying to well, work for. Well, they have for, the S M A Y S O. You have the S M. Right, and so there there are other things that we have talked about. It's like instead of creating our own like nonprofit, not for profit, it's just like piggybacking on something just for not to have to fill out like tax paperwork and. Yeah. Um, and all these organization paperwork things to be able to 
raise awareness and raise money and show that the city that we're actually like working for and what we want and think we deserve for Santa Maria. Like there's so many by population and talent wise, like Santa Maria is just like the most insane, like crockpot of the skateboarders, just like the most talented skateboarders that came in, came out of Santa Maria, you know, like people like Anthony and, mm-hmm. and Gus and mm-hmm. just, and you No, 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 not me. Like just Justin Martinez and Seamus and, and like all these people <laughs> don't say my name. Keep I my name out I of your mouth. I won't say Dallas. your name, but I don't have a fucking, <laughs> They don't have a one in a million for. No oh reason. my god! Ah, I god said it, you stupid it. bitch! Ah, no you one said I could. Said it again! Ah! Okay, I'm just kidding. Okay, we right. got that out of the way. Yeah. Um, but, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, but no, don't, don't get me wrong. You suck now, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know, just talking about how are we going to raise the money? Let's talk about, let's all get together. Let's all uh, get these ideas, and how are we going to like? get money into this foundation that we are talking about getting to, to show the city that we actually care and to bring a skate park to the city of Santa Maria that we deserve. You know, like I I think that's what we are really wanting and it, whether it takes like four years or 10 years or make it happen. We're, we just got to make it happen because, I mean, it, me at 40 years, like, what am I going to benefit from a new skate park? Yeah, it'll be cool, but it's going to be for the kids, you know, like yeah. what the new generation. It's, that, it, and, it's, it's something you wish someone would have done for you. When absolutely. You were that age. And that's exactly what why I'm thinking so emotionally about that Napomo skate park mm-hmm. is how much my life was spent in driveways and in McNuggets driveway and things like that. Just like not being able to actually have like an accessible skate park, except maybe on the weekends. If, if Kale and Luke's parents let me go with them or something, you know, like a skate park would have changed my life. Absolutely. It would have changed my life for the better, even greater than the way skateboarding already did. Yeah. Kids who get to have a skate park around and get to skate there might not know that, not having one and still wanting to skate or having that is a kind of a, like a, a level down. Yeah. It's a step down and to have such a great level up and to have a fucking such a great company like California skate parks to make it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. I don't see why we can't have that. You know, like why can't we have that? Napomo is about it's to have a this- census designated area and they have to get in a fucking sweet skate park. Yeah. It's like, look, Napoleon was getting a dope skate park. Lompoc is talking, talking about like building, like Lompoc is one of my- A new skate park. A new skate park that it's like, dude, like Lompoc is one of my favorite, me and Justin were just talking about, this is one of my favorite skate parks of all time. Like I love Lompoc Park. I love it. You guys are fucking crackheads, but okay. But- um, You fit right in. We like what we like. <laughs> I get it. We like what we like. I um, skated it my whole life and I want to blow it up. I can't wait. I love wait. that skate park, man. We'll, it's we'll, it's we'll, so we should, we should go, uh, go we're, roll we're going, around. We're going after this. We're, right, go, we're right. going. Let's cut it off pretty soon here. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, But it's like, why can't Santa Maria have any of that? I don't know. You know, like why can't I we want have it, that? I want Santa Maria to be known for something other than the Michael Jackson case and having the most uh, Honda Accord thefts and you know what I mean? Like, or civic thefts rather, but you know what I mean? I, I absolutely am right there with you. It's a, 
So well deserving. Spot. While uh, you know, like anybody who's listening, if anybody wants to just pay close attention, keep their ears to the ground on um, what is going to be happening with Santa Maria skateboarding. If they want to contribute, any ideas or when time comes to uh, you know bring money into it however they can whether it be a dollar or you know like however we're gonna be raising money and crowdfunding just have a radar up for it yeah we can yeah yeah totally and so like what they're asking for is a million dollars it's like Uh oh if you want a new skate park a million dollars if you guys raise half then we'll match it okay so very realistically the the skateboard community can raise five hundred thousand dollars for a skate park in Santa Maria. Yeah. I don't see why that would be like so out of range. You know what I mean? Like we could totally do it. We are going to be making, you know, like a new proper skate park in Santa Maria proper. And that's the goal. And that's what Beautiful. I'm going to be Beautiful. working really hard, uh, hard, ta- uh, hard towards when I am not working my nine to five, you know, like I am, Really busy in my personal life, but if there's anything that I'm be working towards in my outside life, it's going to be towards skateboarding because that's what I know the most about in my own personal self. And I all I want to do is be able to upbring people that want to do that as well. That's lovely. That's very beautiful. I can't wait to help contribute and support this. And uh, you guys can come on anytime to promote it. Yes, uh, Ben, thank you for coming back to the show. I love you, man. Dallas, thank you for having me. It's been a blast and uh, happy to do it again. Episode three. Let's run it back one more time. We'll do it. Let's go cruise around. Boom, 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 bo